So hey everyone and welcome to another episode of the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast hosted by two northern nerds. I'm one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And <laughs> today we are joined by two very special people, the king and queen of the group. Uh, well, the Royalty. former queen. Former queen and current king, shall we say. Uh, that's Charlotte, his last you will always few... be the you will always be the queen in my eyes, Charlotte. Oh. <laughs> Poor Donna. <laughs> oh, sorry, Donna. I know you're watching. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize. But yes, yeah, so um, um, looking forward to this week. It's been a difficult one. There's been many changes. Uh, I don't think I've had so many issues since the 80s, top 80s films, which I think <laughs> the 90s is uh, quite close to being the same. I know the 90s do like to parade of the 80s but will never be as good just in my humble opinion there but yes uh we are doing a top five uh 90s movies normally this would be the time to introduce our like say our guests and tell us a bit about themselves which they did in the our horror podcast because like i say this is their well charlotte's third appearance and kev's second appearance and hopefully kev's fixed these mic issues this time fingers crossed yep you're coming a lot a lot clearer this time so don't worry um, apparently yeah. Martin says Kev movie camera down alright <laughs> <laughs> didn't realise it was that kind of podcast <laughs> that's, that's a private message you know I was going to say I'm on babe station now is that what it is oh, <laughs> hopefully oh, I'm getting paid a little bit getting paid a lot more than that and yes, we've got our little uh, mascot in, t- in Charlotte's t-shirt oh, as well, yes. uh, Nerdy. Our... <laughs> <laughs> that was designed by the wonderful Helen on the group. Um, so yeah, so that is Nerdy's first appearance on the podcast as well. Nerdy oh. the uh, the raccoon. The trash yeah. panda raccoon, no? The trash panda raccoon. I don't know what the full name, as long as it wasn't Nerdy McNerdy Face. So, nerdy McNerdy <laughs> <laughs> Which it could have been, it very much could have been. So yes, uh, this list has been a bane of my life. So I don't know how you guys have felt. I know Charlotte's been messages quite a lot. I think hers has changed in the last half hour or anything like that. Three times. You know. <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Let's just... So let's have a look. So uh, who wants to go first? I know Sam wanted to go first with the, the rest that was of the only. That was only because um, Jake was on. And the last time he was on, I never got a chance to give my give my own pick because he had all of mine so no I'm happy I'm happy not on this time <laughs> did we tell people what the list is <laughs> top five 90s movies there you go <laughs> well ladies first and this wasn't even us drinking this this week so it's all good just <laughs> does Sammy not need to do our disclaimer oh yes oh, well done well done <laughs> at least someone's on the ball today <laughs> Yeah, it's just, uh, just as always, our, um, everything that we talk about in this podcast is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you don't like it, fine, no problem. Come and have a chat with us on the comments. The comments are open and I actually have them open this week. And um, also join us on the Facebook group. More than happy to have a conversation with you. I'm sure there's already um, a post up there about 90s movies. You can get on and tell us if we're right or if we're wrong. But, by, but please, to God, do not come at us with hate comments because the last thing we want is toxic Toxic, I can never say this, toxicity in Nerdum. So there you Certainly. go, let's start our list. 
Cool. I think with it, like I say, with the disclaimer as well, it, it's not really one for the top five because we're not really giving too much. It's more the things we love. We don't really talk about anything negative with them ones. So uh, no, it's interesting. No, but you know, you, you just know. You just, it's yeah. just, just in case. Just Certainly. in case. So we'll let the queen start. Um, like I say, because <laughs> she's found the, the hardest one to pick. So we'll, we'll get her to start. So, so she can't change them, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so. The majority of mine are sort of family friendly because, and I'm sorry, Sammy, because I'm going to make you feel old. <laughs> I'm only 32. So I was born in June 1989. Oh, you're, so the I, age as me, you're the same age as me, sister. That's okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. That's all right then. <laughs> so my first pick is Anastasia from the oh. animated one. Grandmama, <laughs> it's me, Anastasia. <laughs> Me and my sister used to quote this all the time. Oh, I can remember going to see it at the mm-hmm. old Warner Brothers cinema in town where Manas is. All right. And yes. It was, it was me and my best friend at the time. And for the mm-hmm. last like 20 minutes of the film, we were terrified of Rasputin. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a good choice. But it's just such a good film, and I love the fact that she's a Disney princess now. Oh, is she? I didn't know that. Yeah, Disney took over it, didn't they? Um, yeah. I remember reading yep. something about that, because um, it's on Disney Plus as well. But, um, yeah, that, that was the thing that, like I said, I, wasn't surpri- I was surprised, because I'm trying to think of who originally made it. Was it was because it wasn't DreamWorks or anything? Was it the same producers that done All Dogs Go to Heaven and stuff like that? It was the ones that did Titan E. All right. Oh, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I love that film. We used to quote it all the time, <laughs> especially like that part is the one bit that always stuck out for us. I was like, I had to do it just for Michaela. <laughs> so I, know, I know if she's listening, she'll come back with that. <laughs> and Christopher Lloyd as well. All right. Was it? He was, I think he was Rasputin. Rasputin. Uh, it's not the one that actually I'm not too versed in it. I remember watching it when I was very younger, but um, with being like a resident D- Disney nerd and with it being not an official Disney film, I, I wasn't a big like wasn't drawn to it as as probably the others. Um, but I remember films like along the same line, like uh, I think American Tale and All Dogs Gone to Heaven. I don't know if they were the same producers, mm-hmm. but um, they came around about the same time. But um, um, Martin's just pointed out that it was the same studio as Balto. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not too sure. Not saying yeah. that one. I really struggled because I decided I wasn't going to pick any Disney because otherwise it would just be all Disney. That, but there's nothing so, wrong with that. That's <laughs> but, if, but if that's what you, if you if you're a child of the '90s and that's what you grew up on, then that's kind of understandable because there was a lot to pick from through the '90s. So that's kind mm-hmm. of understandable. I do like the fact that you've gone with an animated film. I'm mm-hmm. now regretting. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm trying to think. What year did it come out? Uh, 97, I think. 97. It was around so, the same time as Hercules. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I feel when people come on who were a lot younger than us. 
I'm 40 next year, so like I say, that's going to be the big one. I'm just going to go into a big depression spiral after that, so don't worry. Oh, I'm really look. I'm like I'm for, I'm like 40 not long after you, and I'm really looking forward to it. Like I really don't mind being 40. I'm not bothered at all. I love it. Yeah, that, that's an interesting thing. It's going to be. <laughs> like, say, it's, it's, <laughs> it's off the wall. Like say, probably not one I was expecting from you, but uh, no, me no, neither. <laughs> Good you get overlooked a lot. Yes, 100%. Definitely. Because oh, um, I, th- I think that even the animation was quite like, say, good for its time as well. It, it didn't, like, wasn't sloppy. Like, say, a lot of the animation that wasn't done by official Disney were not the best, shall we say. Um, mm-hmm. Like, say, some of the cutscenes and they used a lot of the rep- repetitive uh, artwork throughout. But I think that one was quite, quite unique, especially when they're getting a cinema release as well. Not many of them did go out in the cinema, London went was straight to VHS, shall we say? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's had a really good soundtrack as well. Mm, yes, no, the soundtrack, I remember that one. Um, oh, I more than the actual film, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't yes. remember the soundtrack at all. But no, very good first choice. Cool. Really pleased with that. I'm going to go with the king next. Yes, with, with his royal crown, that Kelly made. And it has been pointed out on the chat that you look like you're wearing a Christmas dinner crown. Oh. <laughs> Kelly, if you want to kill people. No, I'm, just, I'm just planting the seeds there. Um, first off, I've really struggled with this, like really really struggled i've had like 27 different lists genres the lot i've gone through in everything uh, so first off I'd, I'd literally just like to take two seconds to give two honorable mentions for it because it's like it's like giving it a wake now it's like uh... <laughs> copycat and the ghost in the darkness should be <gasps> everyone's copycat is a brilliant copycat oh, the ghost in the darkness is amazing See, charlotte hasn't seen it yet what? I'm sorry. <laughs> I actually watched it. I watched it at school for the first time in yeah. comp because they generally didn't know what to do with us. And I think it was RE and they let us watch it. And I was, I had to like sit in the corner and begin because I was so like moved. But I love, of course, and oh, it's amazing. And copycat, I only watched a few years ago. It's brilliant. Oh, wow. That's good. So, um, so I'm going to get a lot of grief for this one. Um, anyone that knows us knows this is a really unusual choice for me. Right. I cannot stand the cast. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> That's a good start. <laughs> I missed what you said. Heat. 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 Ah, Heat. Al Pacino, De Robert De Niro. Pacino, Val Kilmer. Oh, right. I've never seen them, it. But that film is just absolutely phenomenal. It has the, the best scene in it as well when this, like the first time, like, they're on screen together, and then that yeah. calf and that, like that little spiel that is like you get goosebumps um, yeah. when you watch it real time. Like, as a cop, well, like I say, it's I wouldn't class it as an action film, it's not an action film, oh. it's like a slow burning. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think what type because it's it's like a heist movie crossed between yeah. like a buddy film, but also not it's in the same like way. A, it's kind of like a chase film as well, slightly, mm. yeah. Mm. But Val Kilmer's amazing as well. One one of his best performances, and I know that not saying Second much because 
second best. Second best performance for me, Ghost in the Darkness being the first. Yeah, mm. yeah, he's in Ghost in the Darkness, but I didn't mind him as Batman. Sorry and all. I'm with you. I'm with you. Wait, didn't mind him. No, nah, only watched it last year, and I was actually like shocked at how much I enjoyed him because I was expecting it to be a shit yeah. show. And it, 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 I mean, some of it is a shit show, but I generally I enjoy. Out? I generally enjoyed his performance. Can I just point out with that one as well? Clooney got a lot of grief for it, but Kilmer had bat nipples too. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't have a bat credit card, so. But anyway. Oh, <laughs> Is a uh, heat without a doubt was one of the best films of the 90s. Uh, I got mm. introduced to that through my auntie. She mm. says I defy you to find a film that's more perfect than that. Uh, mm. It's not a perfect film, it has flaws, but very no. few. Um, mm. that, that last bank robbery scene where they're doing the shootout and running between the cars, mm-hmm. US military actually used that to train people. Because right. Oh. Was that accurate in it? Yeah. It says it all. The man done his job. And the US I think it gets people with that. I think it gets a little bit of underplayed, uh, like <clears throat> especially when it came out because it was billed as like more to do with the two actors like Pacino and um, the first time on screen together, screen, and Robert De Niro, rather than actually being a great film. Because yeah. if you take that element out, if you replace the actors, fair enough, it'll, it'll be not as it might lose certain elements, but. As a whole, the film has quite an impact, and the colours used as well. Like uh, a lot of t- lot of the tones is not, um, it's quite bright um, for for the type of film. And like, say, it was really impactful. I know I'm not making much sense with words, but that's the way I would probably describe no, it. It's I, like, yeah. I get what you mean. You know how I feel when it comes to colours in film, and how mm-hmm. like that's that kind of plays a part for me. So I can't, I totally get what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of them films I, I couldn't watch over and over again, but I can revisit probably once every couple of years um, just to keep it fresh because I think the more you watch it, the uh, less of an impact it has. Um, quite, like One of the picks I was going to pick, um, again, Vile Kilmer, uh, have arguments with you about his uh, best performance, but probably mine was Tombstone. Um, that that was had the same type of feel to, to hate in a way. Yeah. Completely different genres, but um, different, like say the same one. type of uh, thing. But um, that was going to be on one of my picks, but it got removed for something else. But um, like Bill I think Paxton he's, well. yeah, Bill Paxton, like uh, Kurt Russell, <gasps> um, as Wyatt Earp. But again, Val Kilmer probably doesn't get the credit he deserves. Um, he probably got it later on after, before he's um, before he had because he had throat cancer as well, didn't he? he did, yeah. Mm, so he's, that, shouldn't, uh, that shouldn't be a reason for a man's performance being overlooked because I thought when in um, Batman and Batman and um, Ghost in the Darkness was mm-hmm. he was perfect, absolutely perfect. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna. My dad's apparently watching and he's just texted saying, "What heat, great cast wasted." <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Dad. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> Is Kev going to watch his language now? So <laughs> I think I got told off last time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my dad can watch now because of the swearing as well. So that's fine. <laughs> my mum and dad don't care. Like my mum and dad are not bothered. I know fine well my mum and dad will be watching only when my sister's on on the live one. And my mum and dad really not bothered. Like I don't know why. I think it's just something. That my family is like we're just we're very relaxed with each other. So I don't give a shit. <laughs> 
for the when because like we've got one planned for Christmas when we do the Harry Potter one. I'm gonna have to put a swearing embargo on that just so my dad can watch it. <laughs> so that yeah. would be difficult. <laughs> but yes, but yeah, hate. I didn't even think of that one. That was a great choice. So um, that's proper. Like, well, left. Yes, but yeah, great film. Awesome. So Sam, Sam will let you go next. Right. So I want to make a little bit of a disclaimer here. If anyone knows me personally, and I mean like really well, they will know I didn't watch a lot of films in the 90s because mm-hmm. I was too fixated on two films only. <laughs> and trading places. Um, mm-hmm. they were, and so I have literally had my 90s cinema history in the last few years. So the idea that you just said heat there, Kev, I'll now put that on my list because I do generally have a list of 90s films that I've never seen and me and my husband have a night where we sit and like, I catch up on them. Mm-hmm. And my first pick is one of them. And we did it a few weeks ago. Um, this was the Night of the Spider. Was this the Night of the Spider or was that another film? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I can't relive that again, please. I, mean, just, I, think that uh... was, I think that was the Night of the Spider. Um, so it's... Uh, I'm going to have to come out of the chat a sec because it's on my thingy. I'll tell you. Hang on. Hang on, hang on. So it's from 93. Mm-hmm. stars Harrison Ford and the amazing... Tommy Lee Jones. It is the fugitive. Oh, fugitive. I fucking loved every second of this movie. It was like a proper thrill ride. Like mm-hmm. I, Tommy Lee was just mint. Like that line where he says, "I didn't murder my wife," and he's good. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> he had a job to do, and he was doing his job. That's that's exactly. that's what I. But the thrill that I got out of that. I mean, we watched U.S. Marshals. Um, I think U.S. Marshals was the night of the spider. It's not as good, but because it had the same original team, like I loved his team. I mm-hmm. loved that as well. I mean, don't get wrong, the story was a bit weak. Robert Downey Jr. did my head in. Yeah. Um, but because the team was still the core team from the first one, I <laughs> thoroughly, I really enjoyed it. And I love um, him who's in the Matrix and the Goonies. Um, I can't think Joe of his name. Yes, absolutely love that guy. But I get myself so involved. Like, I, if I fall in love with a character, like I did with Tommy Lee, I'm proper invested in him, like, yeah. throughout. And especially the team that he had, it was like a family unit. And mm-hmm. honestly, I came out of that with such a smile. I just, I think I texted you straight afterwards, and I was like, I've just watched The Fugitive for the first time. Like, my mind is blown. <laughs> like, it was just... Honestly, the, the the ride I got from it and the thrill and the excitement, I was buzzing when it was finished and I couldn't not not have it on a list. And I thought it explained, I picked it first because it explains why I didn't like, why I watch a lot of 90s movies now because I never mm-hmm. watched them when they came out. <laughs> it holds up well though, that's the thing. Yeah, it, it's one of them things where it doesn't need special effects. It doesn't need yeah. anything. It's just intense. It's one that... Uh, Again, and everyone like I'll get the piss taken out of us because I am a the eighties kid. It is a throwback to the eighties films, and that was yeah. made before it. It was basically because the problem was with the films that they were made in the eighties. You couldn't have made them again in the nineties because of like, the tone and the language yeah. they used, and the skin mm-hmm. similar similar things that they did with the nineties. You couldn't make now because mm-hmm. again, there's so Times many things changed. changed. But that was a little bit of a throwback from I say at the same era. But I thought that, like say, The Fugitive, it's one of them films where you're watching and you're getting angry because you, you know he hasn't done it. Yeah. And 
it's like just proves it's on. You're looking for this one arm man that uh, like he keeps on talking about. Uh, but there's bits where you, you can't even breathe because it gets that intense, and it's got mm-hmm. the janitor from from the scrubs in as well, so you kind of really does. Pump in. <laughs> no, not at all. But for a movie that has Harrison Ford in, and like obviously being the nerd that I am, he's Indiana mm-hmm. Jones, he's Han Solo. Like mm-hmm. you would think that's the person I'm going to gravitate towards, but I didn't. Like I didn't mm-hmm. give a shit if he did it or not. I just wanted Tommy Lee to be able to prove that he he did or he didn't. I was mm-hmm. more invested in him than I was in the actual person. I probably people would think that I would be invested and I really wasn't like, I didn't give a monkeys about his story per se. I know it drives the film, but I wanted to see the investigation side of it. And Tommy Lee and his team, like the interactions that they had were just fantastic. Like it was so funny. And so like, I just, the timing as well. I love Tommy Lee Jones. I actually have my list set up of Tommy Lee Jones movies I need to go through. Um, Because yeah. then on the night we would decide in whether we we're going to watch The Fugitive or Tombstone because I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is probably a running theme. You will hear this probably <laughs> most likely throughout this list that I have not seen it. Um, but yeah, but I picked The Fugitive and I just I honestly cannot say enough about it. I was buzzing my tits mm-hmm. off when that film finished and I still am today and it was about a month or something ago. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's a great yeah. film. It stays with you as well, though. That's the thing. You, you really tell when does. it's a good film because uh, you can relate. Like you put yourself in that position. Like uh, you put yourself in Tommy Lee's position. Now I put myself mm-hmm. in Harrison's Ford position. The shit you would do to try and prove that you didn't kill someone that you loved, or mm-hmm. to, to get justice for it as well. Um, and again, when he's on the when he's getting the prison, when he's escaping, and the train hits it and everything, it, it's all well-timed and, I'd say, action-packed, but no, I like the fugitive. It's, it's, how, many again, times, how many times should Harrison Ford have died in that film? <laughs> That's what I'm going to do the next time I watch it, because the amount of times that bloke should have, like, shattered his ankles, his knees, broke his back. Like, that mm. man should technically not be walking, but because mm. it's a 90s action film, we just forego all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so that um, that's how the diehards got worse. Yeah. <laughs> John McClane is the Terminator now. So, yeah. He yes. comes out of a car crash without a scratch on him now. It's like, oh, come on, it's not Die Hard anymore. <laughs> it's Bruce Willis's oh. Terminator. Yeah, I liked it when he when he cut his feet in the glass. That made him human, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, but there uh, you go. Yes. My first pick's The Fugitive. Stand by it. Absolutely love it. Great. So, uh, mine just creeped into the 90s. So, it was 1990 when it came out. Uh, it's probably it's going to be strange because it's a sequel, so I don't don't think many sequels will get picked in top fives. But I was obsessed with this as a kid. Um, I didn't get to see it at the cinema, but I waited for it to get released on VHS. And there was a VHS store in um, in the town that I used to go in and wait for it to be released. And be, like I say, can't wait to see it. Um, and I've got a little prop to show uh, something as well, just to give it a little example. So. Just for people at home who I'm seeing, it's Greta from Goonies, <laughs> uh, the Gremlins, sorry, Gremlins 2, the new that, been an, that would have been an interesting figure in the Goonies, Mike. It's because Kev mentioned the Goonies earlier, it's, it's in my head, that, um, the Goonies, but yes, uh, Gremlins 2, the new batch. Now, I was a... Oh, Sam, you're letting sorry. us down now. <laughs> and I've seen that, and I was like six months old. <laughs> Be you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, 
Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I absolutely loved Gremlins, the first one. Like, see, I was obsessed with Gizmo, the Mogwais, and Stripe, the, the bad Gremlin. And when they brought out a, the sequel, um, normally sequels are a bit disappointing, but this wasn't. This was done exactly the same tone, um, the same theme, had the same cast come back as well. Not many like sequels brought back the same cast, like Billy, um, like we say, was a kid from the first, um, and his girlfriend was the same people. Uh, even his neighbours came to visit them in, in the apartment, which was always a bit weird, like older, like I wouldn't want my neighbours coming to visit us after I moved away from them 10 years ago. But, uh, and it brought the lovable Mogwai back himself, uh, Gizmo, who this time was a little bit more action-packed. There was Rambo references in, that was done absolutely brilliantly with uh, paper clips and elastic bands. And I dare any, any kid my age not to try and replicate the bow and arrow that Gizmo made and try and fire that at school teachers <laughs> and stuff like that, because I did it. Uh, probably shouldn't have. Um, and what I loved about it as well, um, which I found out later, there was two versions of it as well. So the bit where gremlins take over the filming and start destroying the videotapes, there was different scenes. Um, like we got something in the UK that America got and uh, different elements in. And they brought in different... Um, I'd say different gremlins with the experiments that was happening in the plaza as well. So we got Greta, the female gremlin, which was just hideous, uh, who my lovely wife uh, dressed up as uh, for Halloween this year and made the own makeup, which was unbelievable. Uh, we had the elect- uh, electricity uh, gremlin that was going through the phone lines and, and fried people. We had the most terrifying gremlin I've ever seen, a giant spider gremlin that gave me nightmares for months. With the uh, uh, angel of death by Slayer playing in the background. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, but again, it was about corporate greed because, like I say, it was going on the 80s theme um, and how these things, but had a narrator that was like, basically grandpa from the, the monsters in it as well. Um, mm-hmm. That was done perfectly. Like everything in this film, when you talk back to it, shouldn't work. <coughs> um, but it did. It had Christopher Lee in as well. Fucking Christopher Lee was in a Gremlins film. <laughs> My yes. sister would be so happy. She really loves this one. She only watched it recently um, and she absolutely loved it. Um, I only watched the original Gremlins. Mm-hmm. It's like Aunt's oh. dad's favourite. It's like my husband's dad's favourite Christmas film. And I was like, what? Like, why would Gremlins be a Christmas? And it is a Christmas film. Um, and I watched it and I really enjoyed it. But I just, I never got, like, Gizmo was too cute for us. Mm. So I couldn't. I, I felt like I couldn't watch it because something bad was going to happen to him. I'm such a sensitive person. Like <laughs> that. That's what would put. That's probably what put us off. But I only watched it a few years ago. But it happens in Gremlins too. We oh, I couldn't, we I couldn't. we loved Gremlins. I've still got at my mum's a uh, gizmo like soft toy, and when you open the back of it, like little ones come out, <laughs> like little <laughs> little mogwai come out of it. Oh, I like see. I, I love the whole elements, like the aspects, like uh, the rules as well of it. Don't like feed them after midnight. Why? Like, it's all how does that how, how, <laughs> how, how the fuck does that work? Uh, don't get them wet. Which again, there must be some smelly little mogwais, which <laughs> they're never getting saliva. wet. Yeah. <laughs> does it have to be water, or can you spit in a gremlin? Does Does that work? What if the gremlin pees itself? Mm-hmm. Why would you want to spit on a gremlin? <laughs> <laughs> These are the things that people need to know. That's the things we need to know. These are the important questions. That <laughs> Am I allowed to spit on a gremlin? Yeah. <laughs> piss on a gremlin? Like, say, what would happen? Imagine what the mog was turn into if you pissed on it. Jesus Christ. 
wow, this has took a proper dark turn. <laughs> like, <laughs> we've gone from talking about the cuteness of gremlins to now we're going to be starting pissing on them. I'm pissing on them. Well, well Grant's not in it, so I thought I'd lower the tone. Yeah, like I said, oh, well. to be fair, if there's a fetish online, I've just made a one from them, so it's fine. <laughs> Gremlin pissing. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. I do own it on DVD because I did buy Gremlins and it's part mm. of a duo. So I will I, I will watch it because my sister bangs on about it all the time. She loves it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't appreciate we when we went to, um, for the Love of Horror convention. I couldn't mm-hmm. appreciate Carolyn was going to pick up a Gremlins NECA figure. And this is mm-hmm. why I said she should have gotten that one because that one does look fantastic. But she ended up just getting Gizmo on his own. I couldn't appreciate them. Like I couldn't get why she was so excited over it because I just don't. It. I don't get it, um, and I and like I have Shih Tzus in my family who look like Gizmo, and I still don't get it. <laughs> don't um, get it. it. Sorry, it always has it like it's like I say a, a place in my heart. I, I've, like I say, I've, I, I was good. I didn't use Gremlins in the eighties, but I think that's going to be leading up to like I say a spoiler alert for top five Christmas movies. So um, I think that one <laughs> might make its way into that one somehow. It's making a comeback for Christmas actually because there's loads yeah. of like. Gremlins t-shirts and Christmas jumpers mm-hmm. and pajamas and stuff out at the minute. I heard yeah. HBO Max is doing a cartoon. They're not making a live-action film, but I think they're going to yeah. do a cartoon version of it. Which again, oh, I'd love to see an animated one. I wouldn't oh, mind seeing, like, say, a, a new live-action film, but again, not doing it as a a rework and just follow on the story. They don't need to be. Like the origins don't need to be retold again. Everyone knows, well, except from Sam, everyone knows the origins <laughs> of Gremlins and how the Gremlins like come about. Do we well, do a standalone sequel? And well, apparently Martin has just pointed out in the chat that it has to be pure water, um, because Gizmo didn't multiply when he was in the snow. But that's pure know. water. Yeah, snow is pure Touché. water. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> So now, does it have to be like? Is it is it like the chemical imbalance? I don't know. When did, he explained, multipl- when, when, did he multiply when the snow melted? Oh my god! <laughs> I wish I never I, said no. No. <laughs> and yes, Donna is wearing a Gremlins t-shirt. Cool. But yes. So um, you could have a drunk, <laughs> a drunk Gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, though. It's 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 said gremlins can't feed after midnight. Do you give them soup? Is that water? Is it? <laughs> what happens if you throw a gremlin? <laughs> oh my god, where have we started? <laughs> See, I'm going to start a topic tomorrow on about gremlins and how it works. So yes, we will find out. We need answers for this. this if anybody's got a gremlin over. lying around, let me know. <laughs> That is not a shih dog. I think we'll ban them all from the group, so it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, um, Gremlins 2 was my pick. So before we get sidetracked anymore, we'll move on to Charlotte's second pick there. Uh, My second pick is another animated one. Mm -hmm. And it's Fern Gully. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Um... It was my first introduction to Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. His oh, voice and my sister yeah. was absolutely terrified of him. Mm-hmm. But we both loved like fairies and things when we were little. So mm-hmm. we would watch it up to a point and then she would hide mm-hmm. <laughs> when he turned into the big... It's like a skeleton sort of thing at the end, isn't it? 
Ferngully, it was about the fairies and uh, the bats. Um, I've forgotten the bat's name, but the bat was like a it crazy... Oh, yes. It was essentially um, what took James Cameron 20 years to remake it. <laughs> pretty <laughs> much, <laughs> yeah. But done slightly not as well. <laughs> I think its message even then was quite important as well because it was about... The environment. The environment, mm-hmm. essentially, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen it, but I couldn't tell you about it. But it by looking at the poster, I feel like I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I say I had a big cast of the voice actors as well, but I can't remember that. Like, okay, Linda, I remember being obsessed with it as a kid because every it used to be on uh, Channel Four every every Christmas. Yeah. Um, and you, like, see, so you had to watch it. And like, as I said, that song sticks into my head just because of Al Ferngully, and uh, it was about saving the great tree or something, wasn't it? The great tree that yeah. gave life. Um, oh my God, it, it does sound like Avatar, doesn't it? it pretty <laughs> much was. But, <laughs> it's and it was about uh, releasing, like, men were coming around and, like, deforestation, and it was creating these, uh, bringing back, uh, like, the kind of, like, titans of old, where, like, they had pollution, um, or, like, a rock monster and stuff like that. And, well, like I said, they were... Tim um, Curry was, like, a toxic sludge sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Is he the bat? Because someone in the chat asking what was the bat Robin called? Rob, it was Robin Williams who did the voice, oh, and I can't remember what his name was. Body uh, yeah, because he had yeah. a original. <laughs> he had like a chip in his head, didn't he? Yeah, like a microphone popping out his ear and stuff, and yeah. he used to go off all so often. And I remember drawing him a lot when I was a kid as well, because I used to like love drawing all like animation and stuff like that. But I used to always wanted like always go back and draw the bat because it was such a striking uh, image, and um, it was just his goofy face as well. And like if, I, I remember if it was Robin Williams voicing it, I was obsessed. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think so, yeah, I appreciate Robin Williams more now, and that mm-hmm. sounds awful because this is what I tend to do. One they've passed, I look at their body of work, and then I appreciate them more. And I, I've done it with so many people, and he is one of them. I'll still never get Mrs. Doubtfire, but that's for another day. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to think as well because much like I said, it's one of them films that, that was done well. I wouldn't mind seeing that one remade. And I, I know we made the joke; it is basically the story of Avatar, but not done as fun but I wouldn't mind yeah. like a fun version done like um, like if Disney ever did buy the rights a, a live action one would be quite entertaining even a CG one now because like mm. obviously how far CG animations come it could be really beautiful yeah oh no 100% yeah. but the only problem is you get the flip side when it's like done poorly and you get like the shit yeah. uh, the CGI when it goes straight to DVD or Sky Movies and stuff like that when they're doing their own produced ones but um, <laughs> I do think uh, again it's like a hidden gem that you probably wouldn't have thought about like Fern Gully is a sole left field so yeah you've completely knocked us for six that one <laughs> um, I just need to apologise to Donna for my comments of Mrs Doubtfire <laughs> Sorry, Jonah. I've upset her. Oh, stop worrying about the chat. Let them, let the chat, let them have fun. Talk, talk to us, man. <laughs> Sorry. I'll, I'm going really to ban you from the comments now. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm in the room. Kev, go. Um, my next one is contrary to what Paul was going to say a sequel mm-hmm. and a Christmas film. All right. And technically mm. a prequel. Oh my god, Batman hang on. Are we in the... Oh, which one's that one? It's the second Keaton one. Um, 
Danny DeVito as the penguin, Piper as Catwoman. Mm. Oh, I'm so glad you oh, picked this one. That's my favourite one. <laughs> that's, that my favorite. My, that's my favourite. My favourite one. For the shit show that was Batman, we got an actual comic book film. What? <laughs> yep. oh, I really Danny didn't DeVito. Mind. Danny DeVito was born to be, uh, to be pe- the, penguin. the penguin. He was oh, yeah. just amazing. I don't think there's a character in there that wasn't done just like, just like mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Come on. The only character I didn't quite get was the Max Shrek character, uh, Christopher Walken. He didn't well, that, quite that fit. Was but... It was uh, yeah. essentially yeah. Batman's version of Luther. Mm. Yes, yes. I don't know why they didn't just have Luther though. That would have been... They couldn't because Batman and Superman were completely separate entities at that point with Warner Brothers. Mm. They hadn't introduced them together. The right but book. also, um, he looks like a, he looks <laughs> like a comic book villain. Like yeah. his imagery looks comic book villainy for the time. Like I, I absolutely adore this. I completely mm. forgot about it. Oh, it's, so cool. it's a no, I remember being obsessed for this when I was a kid. Um, yeah. um, again, I think we talked about trailers in the in the. The Facebook group earlier now was obsessed with watching the trailer because he never got so shown any different images. It was always the same ones, but yep. it looked amazing. Like all the issues I had with the first Batman film was taken away in this because, like I said, this was Mike, Michael Keaton at his best. Michael Keaton was absolutely, he was comfortable in the role. Um, he was brilliant as Bruce Wayne. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer, oh, not, just as Cat, not just as Catwoman, but as Selena so Kyle as well, mm-hmm. was absolutely like sexy sultry and um even a bit of innocence before she turned a catwoman and- that's it that was it that was the juxtaposition between the timid little thing that she was to being catwoman it was the transition was absolutely brilliant there was no it didn't feel like a forced push like there was a there was a there was a there was a reason why she was the way she was and i loved that changeover between selena kyle and then catwoman i thought it was great mm. I think so really far, no one it. mentioned the best part about this film. Go for it. There was no bad nibbles. <laughs> <laughs> I How think did we it, forget that? It started what was arguably Tim Burton's greatest few years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Like, when you look at it now, the ducks are so classically Tim Burton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the whole, and it, it was his, his greatest few years of films. Yeah, from sort of Batman the, Returns onwards, the and he brought in colors. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he brought like say the characters in that like were comic booky at the time. Like who could pull off uh, the penguin? And the panic penguin in that film was fucking sinister. Like, oh, he was horrible. There's and only one if, actor apart from him that could have pulled that off. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh man. Later, later on, I agree, but I don't, I, I don't think he would do it as well as Danny DeVito. Oh. Like the elements. Um, even the small bits, like when he was eating a fish, oh. I've never felt sick and just putrid as he, as he's sitting like a. Drrr, 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 it's honestly, there's that, and then there's Dan Aykroyd in Trading Places when he's eating the salmon. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, not good. See, the best part was... about Batman Returns was the villains. The first mm-hmm. one, it was just Jack Nicholson being Jack Nicholson as he is in every single film. I've had this, uh, like, see, I, I think when I did the top five biggest disappointments, like, I was um, absolutely raging at, uh, like, say, Jack Nicholson's performance um, just because it wasn't uh, my Batman and it wasn't the Joker that I expected or wanted. Yeah. Um, 
just just loading as well. Um, with with this, it was very comic booky. Where, where I think the first one wasn't. This one like yeah. brought the ethics and brought the cheesiness, and it was yeah, it, well, mm-hmm. oh, hundred percent. And like, it kind of didn't take itself too serious as well. Like Catwoman when she's doing all them backflips out there at the building, and they both just look at them and say, um, and she just goes meow. <laughs> And um, it was a great, uh, like I say, element. Oh, we've got Sammy back now. We've got two Sams. <laughs> I am here. Sorry, why is there two of me? <laughs> why, why, it. why? Oh, no. I'm not pissing around with it. Sorry. <laughs> oh, there's a frozen. There's a frozen me on the on because uh, I had to check on YouTube what it looked like. There's a frozen mm-hmm. me and there's a movie me. So right. sorry, don't Paul. Worry. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, we're live, so don't say fuck up, August. So it's all right. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> what did I miss? I mean, like I heard great villains, and then everything just stopped. And I was like, I'm not moving. Everyone else has stopped, but I am moving. <laughs> no, we're just saying how it, this one actually felt like a comic book uh, mm. movie. Like the, the aspects, like the like as I said, the overinflated, um, like how the penguin drove about on a stupid duck like that aspect was was great and it brought in like say the batmobile and um also um having the batwing again but you didn't the the villains were that well done there was Mm. you thought there was a i know it's it's never gonna happen but there was a chance batman might not win this time um and i love that element of it which again you don't really get many in superhero films and a lot um, with I'm trying to think now, modern day ones, especially with the Marvel films, is not that like where you, you feel like oh something bad's going to happen or the hero's not going to quite pull through. There's um, no threat. Exactly. That that was my yeah. always biggest problem with uh, like the first Captain America film. I know Sam loves it, but there was no danger for Captain America or Cap. You always thought uh, there was no way he was going to not lose and. <laughs> Against against all the odds, but with this one, there was that threat level, and I quite like that. Which, um, again, I think a lot of films do miss that point. Make your heroes a little bit more vulnerable. Make them feel like shit. This might not work. But I think yeah. with Batman Returns as well, at times you genuinely felt for the villains as well. Mm-hmm. Like you genuinely felt for Selina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Genuinely felt for yeah, because she was never really a villain, though. That's the thing with Selena. You genuinely felt for Penguin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like he'd been tossed aside because he was born different. His parents hadn't wanted him, and there was there was there's genuine moments where you think, oh, you understand where he's coming from, sort of. This is what I was saying to Kev the other day about Shang-Chi and the villain in Shang-Chi. I was so mixed because he was so complex. I could get on board with him and also hate him at the same time. Yeah. Like, like when you have a complex villain like that, it makes more for an interesting watch as opposed to he is just a sheer bastard. Um, Mm And so, and Thanos was kind of the same. Like, there was a a reason behind why he was doing it. He wasn't just doing it because it was pure evil. Like, Mm -hmm. is it it wrong if I say that I think Thanos was right? (laughs) (laughs) No, my husband would totally 100% agree with you. Just I don't like people, so yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh well, sorry. I didn't miss much, so I'm sorry about that. My internet is pretty shit. 
No Are problem. So, <laughs> yeah, no, we haven't, we haven't kicked you off yet. We should have saw the score really still in, just not move and see if Sammy... Oh my God, don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't. <laughs> um, are you ready to move on to my next one? Because do you know what? There's like, I've got like a theme going now because I can follow you all on from what you've just been talking about. Because cool. my next cool. one is a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, and arguably, for me, probably one of the best sequels that was ever created. And this is kind of a nod to my sister. I wouldn't say this is one of my favorite films, but I love it because of how much my sister loves it. Right. Um, Perfectly because they, these people are her people. Um, she, <laughs> we have a running joke in our family that oh, the whole screen's just changing again. Um, <laughs> sorry, we have a running joke in our family that my sister is created by um, Skynet and. Oh, is Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Actually, when she's coming to a room before, we have played that music. <laughs> well, um, I've it, boggered mine. It really is. Oh, is it one of yours as well? It should be one of everyone's. Yeah, it's, um, this is like, it's not, I do generally love it and I will go out of my way to watch it and like, I've, it's more to do with the, how I got it, how I got to watch it. When we, we, me and my family used to go to Florida every year um, and I hadn't seen Terminator. I'd been on the ride, but I'd never actually seen it. Um, so we decided we bought it on VHS, <laughs> Region <laughs> 1 VHS. Um, <laughs> and we watched the first one because we couldn't get out of our heads the Sarah Connor. Yes. <laughs> um, so we watched the first one and then we watched the second one and my sister forms such a bond and connection to that film and um, it, it, it just made me love it more because of how much she loved it and um, it's just it's such a good action-packed ride like and the relationship with John Connor and the Terminator is like night and day from what you see in the first I just I, honestly I, lo- I do love it but it is really a nod to me sister that I picked it um again I'll probably cause some shit here I prefer the first one yeah. Um, and that's yeah, that's you are going to cause some shit. Um, <laughs> I know a lot of people say that Terminator Two is the better film, but I disagree. The Terminator One is the more gritty, and I prefer Arnie as the bad guy. I think we've had this uh, discussion before. Um, I think they made Arnie the good guy is because they wanted like sell to sell sell toys and to be to be bigger. But there is aspects to Terminator Two what I absolutely love. I love. Um, what is going the, on? Your screens just changed again. I've- just, Obviously. just go with it. Just go you're with the, it. You're the moving around. It's fine. Sky. This is off. But yeah, um, but yeah, um, I say with with Terminator Two, the chase scene. Like, I don't think many uh, many have done it better. A lot Blues of people Brothers. have done it a lot worse. Um, Blues Brothers is up there, but again, I think there's more on the line with the Terminator Two. What chase scene? Um, it's more intense and. Yeah, just is. when you think something's like over with, it comes back with another punch. Mm-hmm. And I think the T T one thousand was generally <sighs> done really well, like an upgrade. So uh, good. And you hadn't seen them type of effects. I think it was yeah. originally. Uh, I think it was tried out in a James Cameron film, The Abyss. The Abyss. And I think that's that's where they got the ideas from to use them elements. But. Um, as, a, as an action film, it ticks all the boxes. Yeah. It's just, I couldn't it's... understand how Sarah Connor from the first film got to Sarah Connor in the second one. I, I yeah. never made, I couldn't, 
couldn't make the jump because it was a, such a big jump where she went from See, love, loving, innocent, um, and even if you go through something as as crazy as that, yeah, I don't think as, as much training as she would have got, she would have been this multi-grade bias. So that's, I, I see, that was. I do, I do see where you're coming from, but I also see it as in she, like I don't know, like I, I love uh, Kyle Reese, mm-hmm. and I, and the, that could have been the, the driving force in moving out yeah. to where she is. It is extreme. I'm not gonna lie. Like the change from what you see in the first one to the second one is extreme. But for me, it gives. I, I, I can understand it. Like why mm-hmm. she was that way, and obviously the dreams. Was it dreams that she was having of Judgment Day? Yeah, the, the yeah. nightmares of Judgment Day. The nightmares yeah. are her. So that I think, I don't know. I don't know if it's a woman when it comes down to motherly instincts. Like you'll do anything to protect your child, so you'll go mm-hmm. to the extremes of what she did. And um, it is one of the most quotable films. Like me and my sister come, especially with "Have you seen this boy?" There's <laughs> a, um, a little little fact about that film that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Robert Patrick wasn't a very big name back then. Mm-hmm. People knew who he was, but he wasn't big. And um, they didn't realise the man's an athlete. So the chase scene out with them all, where John Connor's on the scrambler, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they said, look, Rob's fast. Drive as fast as you can. And Eddie Furlong being a, like a spoiled little snobber. <laughs> turn around and goes, no, he'll never catch us. And you start, and he was hitting a canny bit of, like, a canny bit of speed coming out with them all. And out of nowhere, all he felt was, and Robert Patrick was right behind him, tapping him on the shoulder. Amazing. <laughs> the man is just, he's lightning fast. So mm-hmm. they had to do that one a few times. The only problem I had with Terminator 2, apart from what you've discussed there, is right at the very end, the end of that film. Not going to lie, I cried at that. Um, <laughs> the only part I would have changed is that he would have turned around, grabbed John Connor, that snivelling little shit, and just went, I lied, <laughs> dropped him in. So your, your gripe is that he did not murder a child in the end. <laughs> it's not that he didn't murder a child, he didn't murder that <laughs> child. <laughs> just that one, that <laughs> one. It probably, I mean, I mean he see the Terminator, so... Yeah. Touche. That is it. That, yeah, he did. Um, he's only, like, he literally is doing the con circuit in America over the last yep. few years. He's starting to pick his reputation back up again. <laughs> Bless him. Bless him. Um, yeah. But there is a, there's another, um, I love the, the fact where Linda, I don't know if it's in this one or the first one, Linda Hamilton's um, getting when she has the bullet taken out and it's like a mirror effect. She's in the mirror, but it's actually her twin sister on the other yep. side. It's the same with the, um, the finger through the shoulder when it's her and her in the yes. leg refinery. That's a twin. I'd, I but, absolutely love shit like that. When they can use yeah. practical, like, and genuinely mm. like practical effects. Like, that is genuinely her sister there. <laughs> yeah. No, it, 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 it is always clever the way they do things. I think, again, not a shit in the film because I do genuinely enjoy it. But I think the element that took me out is because this one led into what came after. Because. Yes. If you look, if, if you look into the first film, it was man versus machine. Yeah, it was a very simple concept. Machines were taken over, then they turned good terminators, bad terminators, and it diluted it a bit, so yeah. it wasn't as clear. It became uh, people versus Skynet and mm-hmm. this organization, and then we got Terminator Three. Uh, the Sarah Connor Chronicles wasn't as bad. I'll, I'd say it was I'll a good TV that. show. 
Um, no but problem. then we got the shit show that followed afterwards. You didn't uh, like Salvation? Oh, it was fucking shite. Awful. I generally liked it. <laughs> no. I well, generally liked trailer, it. Despite everything that was going to happen in the trailer. So you kind of like went... I, I do remember... I've only ever watched the once, but I do remember enjoying it. Um, it wasn't that the film where Christian Bill almost ruined his career. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the several. Yeah. Yes, but isn't that the one where he shouted at the producer? Yeah, this is the one where he got caught, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah photographer. The, says, the problem is with that film is it promised the future war and it didn't deliver. Didn't happen. No. Every mm. Terminator fan has been waiting for that moment. That's the thing that always say why is the other Terminator's not worked? I think it's down to that simple fact. It's not man versus machine anymore. Nope. It's machine versus machine, and yeah. that's not as fun. It's not. An, you can't get caught up in. I, in the fantasy with that, I know it sounds weird. No, but, no, I get it. Um, to me, that that element was the driving force with the first one, and a little bit with the second one. But I've never seen the most recent one. Yeah, Darkfate was alright. Actually, <laughs> I get a lot of grief for that, but I enjoyed that one. It felt like a Terminator film again. Mm-hmm. It, there was a lot of chase to it. <laughs> Paul doesn't look convinced. <laughs> a lot of people weren't. Um, I genuinely thought the Rev Nine was sinister as hell. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that it could split and you, it could, like, not like mm. a born away, but it could attack. <laughs> you know? It was just absolutely horrible. The fact that, like, the skin came off it like the T1000 and was still the man. And then you had yeah. that endoskeleton there, and it was just like, oh, you evil son of a bitch. I wasn't a, I wasn't a massive fan of the fact that they turned Arnie into like a family man in that one, yeah. though. Mm. That was weird. He kind it's of. Comedy value. Yeah, it, it was kind of like he'd become a was bit of a not, joke. Was that not just to pick up his reputation of his actual family life? Moving on slightly now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get a letter in the post saying Arnold Schwarzenegger is now suing your ass. <laughs> but yes, uh, good pick. Except, um, I didn't have it on my pick. Sounds like Kev had it on his. Did you have it on yours, yeah. Charlotte? No, I didn't have it on mine. Ah, so Kev's lost, a, Kev's lost a... Oh, you've got a back of arse. He's, 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 oh, he's come prepared. He's come one, prepared. Uh, See, we right. don't. I'm going to break one of our... I'm going to break one of our rules for the group on this one. It's one of the girls, rules we do agree on. We won't talk about politics, sorry. Porky pig there. Or... Of religion. Now, this one is a religious film directed by Kevin Smith, and it's got oh, Who Wants to Win. So, <laughs> Demon. very it's good got, choice, my friends. So it's Dogma. So yes, I am a big Kevin Smith fan. His earlier stuff, honestly, I love. Anything. Like since since I've watched Clerks, Small Rats, but Dogma is up there with one of the best films I have yeah, seen. Full I'm stop. Gutted. I'm good at it. I didn't pick it. I'm good at it. Honestly, <laughs> anything the man, I will watch anything the man does and love it. I don't care how, like, Yoga Hoses, fucking love it. Um, yoga Hoses was hilarious. Tusk, mm-hmm. I dare anyone to watch Tusk and not Red be thinking State. about it Red's, days later. Red, Red State, State is a brilliant Fucking brain amazing. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, I think the man's a fucking genius. And he's going to fight us on it if you like. <laughs> I'm sorry about reboot with shades, but that's again. No, it was it, not. It had a good. It had a good two minutes with Ben Affleck's little cameo. That was the only good thing I loved about no, it. But yes, I, I, I really enjoyed it. that one. Oh, I like the reboot. I, really, I loved reboot. I thought it was fantastic. Right. But yes, Dogma. This was absolutely hilarious. Like the cast, 
uh, was absolutely on point. Like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, unbelievable. Uh, Chris Rock wasn't even annoying in this film, and that's no, that's, no, that's, that's yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> Jason Mewes wasn't even annoying in this film. Oh, Jason yes. Jason yeah. Mewes was sober for this film. That's why. <laughs> yeah, but that's possibly. I mean, this man's entire claim to fame is to stand outside a shop grabbing his cock out and fuck. Motherfucker. I'd yeah. I'd fuck yeah. me. You'd fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a um, private message thing as well. Paul. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Can't, that we can't mention dogma. And not mention Alan Rickman. Right. Oh, I thought you were going to oh. say Alanis Morissette. Sorry. No, no, that, that's that, she's coming. She's yeah. coming. But uh, Alan Rickman oh, again. Oh, uh, about that. As a as, as a as a jungless <laughs> angel was absolutely amazing. He was oh, brilliant. It's like it honestly broke my heart there for a second. I totally <laughs> forgot Alan Rickman because I don't because it's so upsetting when it comes to celebrity deaths. I mourned him like a genuine family member and. What I just tried to block out so I don't get myself upset again. But oh my god, his performance you, in this movie was fantastic! Was brilliant. Did you did you hear the story about Jason Mewes and Alan Rickman? Uh, you probably heard on like an evening with Kevin Smith. Um, Jason Mewes came on, like said uh, when he was getting cast because uh, he was always going to get cast. Kevin Smith pulled him on one side and went, "Look, we've got a fucking proper actor in this one, Alan Rickman. <laughs> he's a British actor. He, he's he's none of this bullshit. Like, he does this properly." You can't half ask this. You need to learn your lines because apparently in his previous films he just used to wing it and save snoochy boochies a lot and not really yeah. go with it, go with uh, the floor. But drugs. Um, <laughs> but then Kevin Smith put the fear of God in uh, in him that he didn't just learn his lines; he learned the full fucking script. <laughs> so he, <laughs> of the whole of dogma. So he like come on when he. First day of shooting, he went up. Have you learned lines? He basically recited the full film script to Kevin Smith because because Kevin Smith had got like one of his dream actors, like Alan Rickman, in the, in the film. He never thought he would ever work with Alan Rickman because at the time, who does? He, like, he's he's like I said, top of the top league for for Kevin Smith. And I'm not doing him down, but Alan Rickman is better than probably the source material. But let's be honest. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Uh, but that's just Jason all over. If you follow like, Kevin Smith's career and Jason's and I listen to Kevin Smith's podcasts and like not just Batman on Batman, but his um, Smodcast, I've listened to him for years. That's Jason all over. Because Jason, when he's clean, really doesn't, he, he completely appreciates where, what the position he's in and how he's there. So that totally makes sense as to Jason's character, why he would learn the full script for because he doesn't yeah. want to upset anyone. When he was clean and sober, he is a very loving and appreciative mm. person for where he is right now. Like even now, like if you watch Jason on online now when he's doing his unboxing and that, he's just mm. genuinely a lovely person. Like I have so much time for him. But yeah, Dogma was brilliant. Absolutely and I love, fantastic. And I love when the film came out, there was a Father Ted moment. Because uh, like uh, all the church came out to protest, and um, the films in was the West Baptist Church. Uh, no, no, not them, but actual the church came out because it was like say, it was they were saying it was anti-religious, like um, saying Kevin Smith's made, like against God and stuff like that. And there was a protest outside of the one of the cinemas, and, and oh, Kevin Smith yes. and Kevin Smith just stood with them, and they thought he was he one did. of them. So they gave him a sign, <laughs> and he was protesting his own fucking film. They did it. So it was red, it was Red State. It was Red State when the no, no, Baptist it, Church it came was, out, but yeah, it was yeah, the Catholic Church who came yeah, out from a dogma. And yeah. his friend, who was a massive bear, came out with a, a 
he stood with Kevin and his protest signs in, dicks are yummy. <laughs> and he just stood there in the middle of them but yeah yeah I, i'm sorry i got mixed up because it was red state that the westboro mm. baptist church came out and protested and mm. it was the catholic church that came out after dogma <laughs> and i love like two aspects i loved about this as well first one um he had the balls to cast alanis morissette as god a female god um, fantastic. again perfect choice and she was like, see, I know she didn't say anything but she fit the role perfectly mm-hmm. and also um, Buddy Christ how fucking iconic was Buddy Christ yeah <laughs> oh, still to this day <laughs> still to this day that image is just like scorn in my head like of how classy he was um, Selma Hayek man that oh, woman yes. was fantastic that's, that's in this mm-hmm. <laughs> the only disappointing part is Bethany herself and it's only because I can't remember what the actress's name is, but the, yeah. the who she played Bethany, apparently she's not a very nice person to work with. Mm-hmm. And that when I know something like that, it kind of puts us off a little bit. Yeah. Well, it just um, shows because like everyone normally comes back in a Kevin Smith film, and she's not being returned, yeah. has she? So <laughs> there's Jason a reason. Lee as well. <gasps> Jason, Jason Lehman. Oh yes. What a legend he is. I mean, I don't care yeah. what anyone says. He's just awesome. He is. My name is Earl. Was amazing. (laughs) He was Earl. He was in Kevin Smith films. He's one of Kevin Smith's mates. The man is just hilarious. he's he's mint. He's Mm -hmm. always going to be Brody to me, and I just I love even in reboot having him back as Brody again. That like that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's that's my pick. Um, Excellent choice. Excellent. Really good one. So now we're back to the Queen. It's already been mentioned this one, and All I right. have a top five without a Robin Williams film. God, right, oh, and it's Mrs. It. Doubtfire. <laughs> oh, oh, oh Sam, stop it! It's it's a brilliant. You're film. not I alone, because Kev doesn't like this either. Well, it's two against. Well, it, I'm, on, I'm on your side, uh, Charlotte. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. Like, I really don't. Oh. I want to, but I don't. It's don't just hilarious. It. It's fun. <laughs> is it though? It is. <laughs> Hello! Exactly. <laughs> See, Everybody you're laughing. That you're laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing at you. The only problem with that film is Piers Brosnan's shitty eating grin. <laughs> That's it. Because Piers Brosnan is such a nice guy. Sally yeah. Field's yeah. annoying, annoying. The reason why she got divorced from her husband, it makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. If, that's, if that's why you're getting divorced, you're just, you know, just a nice person. Not a nice person. But it, like oh, say, we God. all make mistakes. But he wasn't bothered about he wasn't about bothered about her. He was more bothered about the kids, which again, it's like say you can give people loads of shit for being an absent father and stuff like that. But he wanted to be with his kids, and that, that's the, what I—that's that, what I got from it, and that's what I loved about it. And the kids in it aren't annoying, which you get a lot of child actors these days. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they true. are the spoil films, and this didn't. And as Charlotte said, every scene that Robin Williams in, he's hilarious. I, I, I cried with laughing at times at this film. It's really, it just gives a really nice sense of family. Like at the end, even though Robin Williams and Sally Field don't get back together, mm-hmm. you still get that sort of Good. family feeling from them. I just don't get it. Like I don't, it's not one of these, it's just not one of these, but like I watched it the ones 
it's okay. Let's move on. Like, I don't, I can't go back and rewatch and rewatch it like I could with, well, you say, Ghostbusters. I feel, like Sam, I feel like Sam's doing a Tom Hanks impression from Big. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not yes. a Sam. I don't Thank get it. Thank you. See, this is this is why we get on. So why do you not like <laughs> it? So, so I'm going to put Kev on the spot here. Why do you not like it? I just the don't like reason, The same reason you don't like Over the top. And <laughs> I love Robin Williams. I absolutely adore him. But that film, it was just so over the top. It was just, it was forced. Robin right. Williams does not need to force anything at the man. It was just such a beautiful natured soul. He probably, didn't need to force anything. Probably the same reason you don't like Pulp Fiction. I don't like it either. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Thought I was going to get some uh, some back up there. <laughs> if it's a Tarantino film, chances are I'm not going to like it. Obviously, that's where we differ. <laughs> So when so so you must have been pretty young when you first saw this as well, Charlotte. Um, I think the first time I saw it was on the telly, so I think I was a little bit older mm-hmm. by the time it came to the telly. Yeah, and it was just one of those every like the family sat down and watched it, and it was funny, and mm-hmm. it was like one of those memories. Yeah, so and it's a memory it, that it, brings it back as well. That, that kind of like feel yeah, like and I think it, and it really shows is much as kept saying it's over the top, it shows Robin Williams' nature because he's so effortless with the kids. Yeah. Like, in it. And I think mm-hmm. you appreciate that a bit more now because of what's happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His brother. No. Great, his, great point. Him and his brother, that voice. Is, yeah. He's amazing. Oh, um, oh, God, what's his name? He was an Independence Day as well. He was yeah. Jeff Goldblum's boss. That voice is fantastic. He in is. Any scenes he's in, he's just brilliant. He is mm-hmm. a he's a stage actor as well, and yes. and you know. I remember his name. Oh my god, he, do, he he's famous for doing the I am what I am. Uh-huh. Yes. What I, uh-huh. And oh, when Ginger was he in the birdcage as well? Oh, was that, yeah. Cool. yeah, that's yeah, yeah. No, that's Nathan Lane. No, he's got that half smoke sixty. No, no, yeah, he's got that half smoke sixty in the birdcage. Yeah, no, that guy who who's from Mr. Dalby, that he it was Nathan Lane who was in yeah. birdcage. Oh, it was, mm-hmm. yeah. It was, Love yeah. the package. He's got that half-smoked um, 60 a day voice. It's proper grown. Yeah. Raspy, he's yeah. Just, yeah. But he's just so, he's so good with Robin Williams in that film. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like that film. I think it's really over the top. However, the scenes they were in together, I was buckled at. It's very genuine as well in, in them aspects. Yeah. Like, but it's, because um, it was probably, um, I'm, I'm not jumping to assumptions there because uh, like I, I think is Robin Williams' brother is he gay or is he is, am I totally reading the room I, wrong? I there? think no, I think he was. No, gay. I think he is. Yeah, no, I think yeah. he's. I think, I think he was gay because he was a stage makeup artist in the film. Yeah, wasn't he? he was. I heard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, he's, is his partner in the room with him? Yeah, I think yeah. So. Oh, no, I, I, just because I yeah, because I was saying probably showing that they make elements. a joke, don't they? They go like, "This is Uncle Frank and Auntie something." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was ahead of its time, like say not many like films yeah. around about time was showcasing like say, like same sex families and stuff. Yeah, it was uh, it was really inclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it didn't make a point of it. It was just natural. Like this is yeah. how it's meant to be kind of thing, like a natural this is our lifestyle, um, and not like a forced point out this is a gay couple. Yeah, it didn't uh, sort of go into it and explain it. It was just like that's them. exactly this is just normal, this is just yeah. life. Um cool. While you were talking about Mrs. Doubtfire, I just broke one of the golden rules. You've Googled um, it. No, I 
<laughs> I changed a pick. <gasps> How dare oh. you? Because I feel like I've picked it before. I'm trying to, I, I feel like it's been on my list before. And that was one of our things we said we wouldn't repeat ourselves mm. and yeah. pick ones we picked before. And I genuinely think I have picked one before. So I've been panicking, trying to rack my brains. And I thought, you know what, just pick another one. So I did. That's what I've just done. Sorry. So, so Charlotte, yes. I, like I say, that's your third pick of the mix. You've yes. knocked it out of the park each time there. So well done. Yeah. Um, Kev's unfortunately missing a pick now. Oh, no, because he's had a substitute. Oh, so he had a substitute. Yes. He, he found a loophole, um, Paul. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, Terminator 2 was my number two choice. Um, mm. So my, num- my number three choice is one that I mentioned on the horror one. Um, and it is the most uncomfortable feeling in the world. Silence of the Lambs. Oh, man. <laughs> I've had this on one of my lists before. It's one of my favourites. Yeah. I absolutely it's adore this film so scene with so the night much. vision. So yeah, that's one of my picks as well, you bastard. <laughs> Have you got substitutes? I don't, no. I'm going I'm to play fair. <laughs> I genuinely, like, this is one of my favourites, not just the, the film, but the book as well. Like, I yeah. love Thomas Harris. Um, I even have up there, I don't know if you can, you can't really see it. I have a picture of the cast. I'm going to see if I can move my camera. Oh, oh, don't go off again. It won't. <laughs> it won't. It's secure. Oh my god, it might fall actually. <laughs> Never thought about that one. Oh shit. It, it's go. literally the only film I've seen that translates from book to film mm-hmm. word for word. Perfectly. Perfectly. Yeah. It, explains, yeah. it explains Hannibal um the best way that you can because yeah. the, that line in Scream really mm-hmm. fucking pisses me off. He had a um, hated imperfections. Yes, mm-hmm. he needed it. The world needed to be perfect, and yeah. if it wasn't, he was taking them out. Um, yeah. Hated laziness, slobs, arrogance, rudeness. That was it. That line really, really fucks me off and scream. Yeah. I absolutely hate it. Um, is it meant to be horror, like horror fans? And why wouldn't you know that? Because yeah. it tells you. Fucking tells you. <laughs> um, it's this the, right it's here the one... is the only reason I put this in, by the way. <laughs> it's the one film that genuinely has terrified me to my core and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before that I got uh, a trap nerve in my leg because I was that scared because cannibalism really freaks me the fuck out (laughs) I don't like it it's because of how (laughs) 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 I I, I can't listen to podcasts on cannibalism I can't watch documentaries on them like it really makes us go cold inside like I I just want to go and hide because it's the it's the realism of it. It's, when when I, my horror films were slashes, the boogeyman stuff like that, but when it's real, like this could generally happen, like to me, I don't know. It's it's done really well as well in Silence of the Lambs because it's it's always there, it's always in the back of your mind, but it's not like big and showy, and it's it's just sort of subtle hints. That he's eating people essentially. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. it's not in your face. Yum yum yum. Uh-huh. Um, it's like gent, like it is subtly, subtly done, and I think that's why it's really terrifying. I've heard, I've actually had a gentleman on the phone at work who sounded exactly like Hannibal Lecter. I, I was, in, I was terrified. I wouldn't let him off the phone. I would have listened to him all day. That voice, that voice, that the, the slow tempo of. And then his pronunciation of like every word is just oh, 
I just love how literally throughout the entire film, the cannibalism thing is just literally just mentioned in passing. It's like, yes. right, well, I'm going to introduce you to this fella now. He's eaten people before, but don't worry about that. He's really a nice, smart, intelligent guy, and he's going to help you with this. And I'm sitting there <laughs> thinking, wait a minute, go back. He's fucking <laughs> <eating> people. <laughs> what? I love it as well. No, no, I know, we're talking about Hannibal Lecter, but he's not the main bad guy in this film. No, no. No, that's not. that's the, that's the great thing about it because like the actual main villain uh, Buffalo Bill mm. is absolutely like nightmare fuel. It's he's, yeah. the way he's portrayed in that film is terrifying. But if you look up creepy in the dictionary, it's him. Yeah, hundred oh, <laughs> percent. With, with with goodbye horses in the background. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye for horses. <laughs> But yeah, it's um, just all dancing in the mirror. Scene. It's just all. It's when he laughs. It's the no, you know the ha 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 ha, and he starts building that laugh up. It sounds like, like mine actually. <laughs> <laughs> I say the whole, yeah, the whole element of like the sound lambs because Cannibal Lecter is the captivating one. He's the charismatic yeah. one. Um, Clary Starlin said was done. Brilliantly, and as as, uh, as I said, they used was fodder to get the information from uh, Hannibal Lecter and uh, Jodie Foster, as as we saw, was the perfect casting. Because even though yeah. Julia Lewis was uh, not Julia Lewis, uh, was it Julianne Moore? Julianne Julia yeah. Moore, uh, who um, who portrayed him in Hannibal, it didn't quite have the same the aspect. Same. No, it didn't um, that would have been an interesting choice, though. Julia Lewis playing Clarice Starlin. Um, I think the main said no. Hannibal though is that the liberty took. Three different sections of the book that had nothing to do with each other and stitched yes. together to make a film. Yeah, so the story no, did not it really in, nah, it infuriated. It ended it halfway through the book. I mm. like the ending, but just because of the visual aspect of it, and then I yeah. hated then just the 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 right at the end. I absolutely, there was like chunks of it I genuinely liked. Um, <laughs> but I, as a as a young person, I didn't appreciate Clarice Starlin and or Jodie Foster playing Clarice Starlin. I thought she was. She did me tits in, like the way that the way how timid she was. But as an adult looking at it differently or through adult eyes, she plays it so well because that end yeah. scene has such an impact because of how timid and how naive she is to the actual mm. job. So when yeah. that scene hits and she's in that room when the when she's got in the he's got the goggles on and she's in pitch black. Mm-hmm. That hits more of an impact because Just of how she played it leading yeah. up. Tell you what bits like made like not scared us, but made us the most uncomfortable I've ever been in a film is when Buffalo Bill gets the the young girl in the back of the truck, with the and cast. he's beating he's beating her with a cast, and you see where the scissors cutting and just feeling the skin, and you know what he's planned, and that yeah, you feel everything, and you think oh, and then when you see her down the well, and just his whole attitude, he doesn't want to treat her as a human being anymore. Um, yeah. He just sees her as a suit, um, and like a suit, yeah, use it. me suit. <laughs> he does um, Gaga before she did Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so many elements done well, like say, as a film, like the set pieces okay. are done amazing. Like, like even like the visuals, having the prison guard up almost like angelic, like with his skin yeah. and, and thing oh. ripped up, oh, that, and you that. you can picture it and. 
you can even smell it at times, I think. I know it seems I, weird. No, no, you, I, no, I totally you, get you what you mean You walk in that room, that. you know what the elements would be. And, yeah. Um, and Anthony Hopkins is, again, he's so... When he, you see him just being this perfect so gentleman and, and calm and collective, and when you see him turn and just become this violent rage and just... But um, he, still, he still has that calmness about him. Nothing yeah. changes in his face. All you're seeing is just the physical, the, the, the physicality of, the, you know, what he's doing. That's the evil side of him. That faith doesn't change. Mm-hmm. It's still, got- I mean, he, his eyes do a little bit. You see, yeah. like, the evil. But this, nothing changes. He's got, like, a stillness that is yeah. just... Terrifying. You can't, yeah, sinister. you can't describe it. It's just nobody, it's and unnatural. Nobody and nobody can replicate it. He is the second favourite Hannibal, though. Mads Mad Mickelson in the Hannibal series, I thought he done it better. No, I no. thought he was, again, <laughs> good. Um, I thought he no, was, sorry. again, my opinion, but I thought... As Hannibal, Dr Lecter, yes, as yeah. Dr Lecter, I don't, I, will, I don't, I can't not disagree with you, but as Hannibal Lecter and the sadisticness and the, oh, no, nah, you can't do it better than Hopkins. You kind of, and mm. I, I do like Brian Cox. See, there's, there's three of them. You, if you mix them up, mm-hmm. I'm always going to have more of Hopkins in there than the other two. Yeah. I, and, I don't, and I don't think they did a bad job. I just, I prefer, mm. he scared me. He, yeah. it was him alone. He mm. was the one who scared me to the point where I couldn't stop shaking physically. Um, I'd watched an interview. Done the- like the mm. one thing in that film that was just absolutely terrifying the dead skin mask in his escape mm. <laughs> it's got someone's face off <laughs> and put it on his own and <laughs> <laughs> um, i watched an interview with jodie foster on she was on graham norton i think um, and she said and he asked her like did you is it true that you never spoke to him during the film and she was like nah we did our lines together but we never physically spoke to it because he stayed in character she was like i could not talk to him <laughs> do the lambs never... still do the lambs still cry, Clarice? Do they still <laughs> can you hear the screams in the night? <laughs> That's just made me go really cold. <laughs> <laughs> no, was, I, I, but I love I say, again, I loved him, but I, again, it's controversial. I I did prefer Mad Mickelson's performance in the Hannibal TV show. I thought it showed aspects that we never saw. And I that's why I you get to see more of them. That's why you've got a, love, a whole series of them. Certainly, but I loved um, Lawrence Fishburne in it as well. As I think he Jack played Crawford. Jack Crawford yeah, better than the guy in in um, in Silence of the Lambs. Jack Crawford was an arsehole in Silence of the Lambs, but um, I think he was more cleverer in the actual uh, Hannibal TV show. And I um, loved that. There's a scene. Uh, I think it's in the second season when. Jack Crawford clicks on that it is Hannibal and they have that face off in the fight and it's brutal and it's so calculating. Um, if you want to watch it back, if you watch, if you haven't seen the TV I show, am, it is it is absolutely worth it just for that episode. I watched the first series because Red Dragon is my all-time favourite book and I watched the first series and by the end of the first series, I was like, that's not my Will Graham. My Will mm. Graham isn't, that's not him yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, Red Dragon, the film love it absolutely love it my jack crawford is harvey keitel mm-hmm. absolutely loved him in that film um i just i don't um i forget what i was gonna say i've probably lost my train of thought there <laughs> uh, that went very quickly because i'm thinking of myself 
<laughs> I was just thinking to myself, like, Jack Crawford, Harvey Keitel, for me, is absolutely perfect because yeah. he gives... It's the it's the policeman that you want to see. I, I just saw... Um, oh, what's his name? Ian, what's his face? I think it's Ian. Um, in Silence of the Lambs, he's very suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a suit. It's just a suit. He's yeah. just a suit behind a desk. Whereas Harvey Keitel, I felt there was something behind them eyes. He'd, be, he'd done some stuff. Yeah. He's yeah. done his work. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Lawrence Fishburne, mm-hmm. for me, was just Lawrence Fishburne. Like, I don't, I didn't see the difference between him and, you know, and any other character that he's played before. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, I, I, I'm not saying that as a bad, like, I do genuinely yeah. like him, but I just didn't gravitate towards him as much as when mm-hmm. you have. No, I'll probably stick you out because I know. When, I, when the Hannibal TV show, excuse me, came out, I was a proper fanboy for it. Like I say, I loved, um, like I say, the stylism. Like I say, Gillian Anderson in as well. We've had conversations about her in previous yes, podcasts. Thanks, <laughs> Grant. She's never going to be the same again. <laughs> I've, I've genuinely yeah. gone um, watch the X Files now. <laughs> Yeah, next year, you're, gonna, you're gonna hit one of our episodes then. <laughs> next week. Um, next week. But, yeah. but yes, um that would have that was gonna be my third pick as well. So uh, that's me missing a pick oh. now. So uh, but like I say, we'll move on to uh, Sam's next pick there. So great pick well, there, Kev. Well done. Again, my next one is another I think my I've had my sister running in the back of my head when mm-hmm. I've been doing my choices. Um, or my family for that matter um, this one is I just adore it it's silly it's stupid um, it's from 97 it stars Lisa Kudrow and Mia Savaro in <laughs> Mia Michelle's high school reunion me and my sister quote this constantly um, it's just fun and it's it, there's nothing offensive about it um, I just generally I, I love it I don't know what more I can say than I just love it. It's just, it just yeah. always puts a smile on my face. And especially if I like text my sister and go, I'm the Mary. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just continue on for that forever. It, it doesn't it's have the strongest of well. <laughs> It's so 90s as well. Like you think 90s films, yeah. mm-hmm. that image is going to come into your head at some point. It's yeah. the colours. It's the clothes, mm-hmm. it's the clippy pin-up things that went, you know, the butterfly clips that went in girls' <laughs> hairs, which I never owned. Um, it's, yeah, it's very 90s. Alan Cummins is in it, like... Yeah. Uh, I had that goth chick who I used to fancy as well. Like, so I used to always is. have the biggest, biggest crush on. Um, oh, um, Janine Garofalo. Yes, I don't know why, but I used to always have a crush on her when I was like in the 90s. Anything She's she very... was in, like, um, like the street men, I used to love her. She's yeah, almost well. like a nerdy figure, isn't she? Because like in mm. Fanboys, doesn't um, Rogue Leader get described as a cross between Janine Garofalo and someone else, and Sarah Michelle Gellar? So like yeah. it was like the two nerdy... <laughs> so Ali almost saw her as like a nerdy icon. She also um, went into uh, Criminal Minds as well, um, Suspect Behaviour with Forrest Whitaker. Oh, I might uh, check it out now. Doesn't it... also in that. Oh... Doesn't it also have Justin Theroux Isn't he the cowboy? I'm yes. sure that's the... It is Justin Theroux, isn't it? Because yeah. he was always just a side character. Like, he never really... Like, he never... I'm sure he's in um, Zoolander as well, doing the same thing. Like, yeah. he's just... He, he's the DJ, isn't he? Something yeah. like that. Uh-huh. I, and then all of a sudden, he goes. 
Yeah, the thing the thing that stands in my head when when you mentioned Romy and Michelle's high school um, reunion uh, is basically the dance scene when they start rolling about on the floor together and doing like the most ridiculous things. <laughs> Cindy uh, Lauper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, They're just floating around all over the place. The line that always, if you mention Romy and Michelle's high school reunion, everyone just goes, "I invented post-its." <laughs> <laughs> It's the one that I said it to me friend today when I put it on my list and she just, that's the first thing she came out with. I invented post-its. It is, like, I, as, as, as Charlotte said, the quintessential 90s film. Like, so there's a few of them that normally jump out. But I remember advertising this thing, not knowing what the film was about, watching the film, still not knowing what the film was about. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, but, I think it also, like, it, it, like, Lisa Kudrow doesn't get enough credit for how fucking funny she is. Like yeah. that woman, that woman has funny running through her bones and you've mm. got to, I mean, you get to see it on Friends, um, but it's it's not to the extent of what that woman can do. Her funniness is just like, she's so dry in this, it's unreal. Yeah. I think she's quite clever as well with the... Um with the part she picks since yeah. leaving Friends, because a lot of the Friends cast jumped into everything and she kind of took her time. Like, mm-hmm. when you when you see her in a film, it's not normally a big known film, but she, her roles are in it is, always stand out. Like, um, The Easy Year as the guidance yeah. counsellor, she was brilliant as that. Quite Analyze funny this. and didn't analyse this. Absolutely amazing. Uh, um, Bad Neighbours, she plays the dean. She was hilarious mm. in that. Yeah. I am the last person you want to be telling that to. <laughs> just love her. I think yeah. I've appreciated I've, I've appreciated her more as an adult. I get yeah. her her humor in Friends is is more aimed at my age now, not my age when I watched it. Yeah, yeah I just I just think she's fantastic. Mira Savaro has had a hell of a journey. She yeah. is she was a blacklisted actress, wasn't it, on the back of Harvey Weinstein? Something but it was like, yeah. I was like our dad was a dad's famous um, a famous actor and he was always at the forefront fighting for her. She's just I only think now she's starting to get mm. our get our career back to normal. She was so good in it. She is such she's a, a phenomenal really good actress. actress, though that's the thing. She's so mm-hmm. talented. She's so cool. I just I love this film. It reminds me so much of me and my sister that I would be remiss not to put it on the list. My, I think my sister would physically hurt me. <laughs> There's my pick. I don't know what number I'm up to at this point, so that's my pick. <laughs> so that was number three. So I'm missing my uh, right. third pick. And I'm moving on to Charlotte's number four. Back to Queen uh, Charlotte. My number four, I really struggled with. Um, it was either this one or The Nightmare Before Christmas. And this one just got it because I love what it's based on and it's James and the Giant Peach. Oh, what a film. <laughs> oh, why did you why did you why no? I don't agree. Oh, you would pick Nightmare Before you would pick that over Nightmare Before Christmas. I can see I think, why though. I can see why it was a darker tale. Um quite interesting. Like mm-hmm. I was always a big role doll fan as well. So mm-hmm. that's why um and like say being uh, in charge of the Nerdy Up North Boot Club. It makes complete sense. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, it's it's actually, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. You're right. Because um, um, I can I can remember me, me parents reading the story to her as a kid and just being mm-hmm. so excited that the film was coming out. Yeah. Aww, I forget and how then... old you are. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Spiker and Sponge were perfectly cast. Mm-hmm. They were just so funny, absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant. So yeah, that's my pick. 
<laughs> no, no, it's 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 like I say. I thought it was done well. It was just at the stage where I think a lot of the animation um, had was was moving on from like say the the stop motion. So it was one of the last stop motion ones, other than the yeah, hardened ones. It was, it was ones. right at the end. Mm. But uh, like, as you said, the characters and stuff were it was so close to the book as well. There was very little change, and again. Dark tones as with any Roald Dahl book as well. Mm-hmm. It stayed uh, plus, and again for a kids film, I'll go along the line to saying it is quite scary. It's along the line with witches and stuff like that, mm-hmm. with uh, with the certain elements, especially when you see that shark coming towards them and the the, the lasso and all the seagulls and stuff. Um, and I love how innocent and how uh, lovely James is as well, and he accepts all the different animals, even though he should mm-hmm. be quite rightly terrified when you're seeing a giant uh, worm and, and such like that. And as you said, he's the two aunties who plays him were just horrible and nasty. And you you were glad when they got the comeuppance as well. But um, I absolutely adore I lo- this film. I loved that they had actual dialogue from the book in it as well. Mm. Like when you first see Spiker and Sponge and they're talking to each other, that's straight from the book. Mm-hmm. And there's not many films that... No, animated films that did that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the first film I saw as a kid that had a spider in it that I wasn't scared of. <laughs> <laughs> and that element as well, because I, I love that, as you said, not many kids' films would have dared stayed so close to the material, because especially, like, say, um, as, as, like, say, being a big Roald Dahl fan, the books were quite dark and had a, like a, a nasty side to it, like a dark sense of humour. Roald um, hated kids. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, he hated kids. <laughs> but how 100%. genius of him to do it, like to, to express his hatred for kids in kids' books. Like yeah. I just think it's absolutely genius. I was not a fan of Roald Dahl as a kid. Don't get me wrong. We had the books read to us as kids, and um, I just, uh, I don't know. There's something about like the BFG infuriators. I love the animated BFG film, like just because it's got David Jason in. Um, but and I, I'm just not a fan. The only thing I've really enjoyed of James and the Giant Peach is when Taika Waititi did a read uh, read along. Oh, during lockdown, the, it was mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, absolutely it was loved it. Brilliant. Because he got loads of guest stars in, didn't he? To do the voices. Yeah, he got his Avengers and, and, they changed, and stuff like that. And they changed each week as well. It was yeah. always different. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Um, but the film just doesn't doesn't make it for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, I'd say it's one of them things. It's 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 a dark film. I, I think it was brave to make that for, for a kid's film as well. Um, I don't think it did that well at the pitches. Or, um, I think it found its home on... Uh, DVD or VHS at the time. Um, but then, actually, I, I love it. Like, I was always a big fan of Roald Dahl. Like, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, not the, well, sorry, the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory because uh, the Charlie Factor was the abomination. Sorry. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm still waiting for them to do a Twits. That's, that's mine. I really yeah. want a Twits film. Yeah. Even if they do an animation, live action, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> I can remember um, the Jack and Ori, George's mm-hmm. Marvelous Medicine. Yes. Oh my that God. really oh, stuck with us. That was brilliant. Wasn't it Rick Mail? Yeah. I think Rick yes, Mail did the was. voice. And, yeah. Yes, it uh-huh. was. Oh, that's just brought back memories. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Rest in peace. Oh, that man. 
but yes that just brought back so many memories uh, I, remember, <laughs> I remember i remember that because like um rick mill speaking and like doing all these voices and stuff and God, it, will, it, will up never, now. It, it will never it will never it will never be flash. Yeah. It will never be the character he played in Blackadder as Flash Hart because no. that is iconic, absolutely <laughs> iconic. Woof. Um, the the most the best line he did in that was where he headbutted um Darling, and he. This isn't a good choice of my time, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> and I can quote the whole first episode that he's in in the um the one with Queenie. I can do it from word for word, but I'm not going to put you through that tonight. Um, that was a good choice, Charlotte. Just not something. Um, I, it's. Uh, do you know what? I can tell how old you are because of how you were because you're that. <laughs> oh, sister, stop! <laughs> no, but my sister, my sister absolutely loves it, and she loves that film as well. Yeah. So it totally makes sense to us. So what are you saying? I'm hip with the kids now. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're down with the cool kids, Paul. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> so he's in a different room, he's being brave now, so he's oh, not. Boy. He's not. I can see her in the back and you, you can see her in the window. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. I'm sorry I'm not that creepy then, Sam, so it's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry, but when there's something moving behind, but if there's something moving behind Kev's head, it's clearly Charlotte. Uh, I can't say much over Kev's head. So. <laughs> Before this descends into madness, we'll move on to Kev's next thing. Yeah. I will. Uh... You're playing fair with yours. I'm not going to play fair with mine. Um, <laughs> I had a choice of three for this one. Like, I absolutely killed us picking them. Um, was thinking. Um, Green Mile. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Kingpin for the simple liners of milk to cow. We ain't going to <laughs> for a Because that line just slayed me. I was on the and, and Bill Murray's hairpiece. Yeah. <laughs> but it's got to be Shawshank. Ah, right. My God. I'm going to go quiet because I'm going to get lots of shit here because I, I don't think it's that good. So. <laughs> You, you can sit down. <laughs> it's one Sorry. of those films where everyone says how amazing it is, but I it's, can't it's not it. just that. It's the best. It's one of Stephen King's best adaptation on screen. No, and I, like Green Mile and this. I, for me, it's Stephen King's best adaptation. Mm. It's, like it's just, it's unreal. I just, the Green Mile... And this one for me is like the best adaptation I've seen of a Stephen King like book to film. Like, it's one of his wrong. better endings. Yeah, it's because it's a genuine like it's an ending that makes sense. Like yeah. it, to- <laughs> it totally goes like it, yeah. This is you give the reader what you you give the reader yeah. what we wanted, um, because you want story. Andy exactly. You want see he's really good at short stories. Like yeah. Carrie is amazing. Like Carrie's not. I don't think class is a short story, but it's not a big book. Yeah. It's not um you know you you've got your massive one like it uh uh-huh. um I just I love oh, I love everything about this. There's nothing I don't love in this film. I think it's a brilliant choice. That's such a good choice. I think the, the main reason I like this is again because it has an ending. It's not bum, 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 and the spider will turn into a baby that has a lamp and will somehow stab you to death with a fork. Six <laughs> films down the line. <laughs> 
I mean, he's not even trying anymore. Yeah, he's not <laughs> Family Guy. Family Guy had a right. He walked into a room, went, it's a story about a lamp. Scary one. <laughs> 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 Yeah, he's not really, is he? And he, he actually, um, in it part two, where he's the brought in about you know Jordy not being able to finish a to finish a book. Yeah. I love that he's 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 just admitting it himself now. Yeah, like, I I will <laughs> I will write it. You will read it. <laughs> yeah, um, yep. I mean, Mark Ralston was fantastic in Shawshank. I mean, you've got that scene where he's like essentially just going to get gang raped and like the yeah. He's like, if you stick that in my mouth, you know what happens when you choke someone. You know, I'm going to bite down. Yeah, you're not going to the... enjoy what happens next. It's just, it's it's a pretty damn good way to avoid that happening. Yeah, it's um Morgan Freeman um is red, and the, oh. the scene that breaks my heart is when um oh what's the old guy called? Oh. with the bird. With uh-huh. the bird when he gets out. Yeah, oh, and it's not even it's not even I was actually almost relieved of what he did because I know yeah. he, when you see him working I'm like I don't want you to be in that position yeah. you shouldn't be in this position you shouldn't the world has changed so much that yeah. he, he doesn't deserve I, I don't know what he was in prison for but because of how great that character is you don't want him yeah. to you don't want him to feel the way that you know he is and oh it breaks my heart I bawl my eyes out at the end of that just his, I don't really cry. I don't get myself too emotionally attached to Andy. Um, more that Red's gonna find him. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't care what Andy's doing after he got out. Like I care the fact that Red is gonna find him because the the friendship that they built was was phenomenal. Yeah. Good choice. The music was brilliant as well. Oh, that score. Yeah. I always signed with Kevin uh, uh, with Stephen King um, movies or. The horror ones are always ones that's a bit of a, a letdown when it comes to ab- yeah. adaptations. It's always the almost not true stories, but when it's like a little bit more real, like Stand by Me, for example, that yeah. was a great adaptation. Green Mile, uh, yeah. again, it was a little bit magic. Uh, at Pupil, great, great show there. It always gets overlooked as well. It's a, it's a minute with the Green Mile. It's very minute. If he because he toned it down, it works. But when he amps it up, like Dreamcatcher. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't work. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't work. When you can take things to the extreme, it doesn't work. I think because yeah. Stephen King is the king of horror and the, the try too hard mm-hmm. with the horror side of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when right. you get like the dramas and mm-hmm. it, the they feel like they don't have to put any effort into it, like as much effort into it, and it yeah. works out better. No, I totally agree. I think Stephen King is amazing at writing friendships. Mm-hmm. He is really good at writing that the friendship because there's something in every friendship he's wrote about you can relate to. His connection to people, um, yeah. and that's what I think. Gravi- like I gravitate towards character development, and mm-hmm. the you know, and he and, and character building, and he yeah. can do that very well. But as a group. And his friends, yeah. and that's what we love about it. And um, mm-hmm. when it's singular, it, it, it there's something missing, and I don't he know just what kind it of, is. He kind of understands people, yeah, mm-hmm. and like what connects them and mm-hmm. sort of well, yeah. what bonds them. 
and then he gets sort of stuck at the end because he doesn't know how to finish it. Because <laughs> I don't think he wants to. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it, it's probably the prime example for that as well because as a book, like the earlier stuff that with the friends and the kids and stuff is all like even in the book it's done so well. Yeah. And then when it gets to the end, it's like it feels rushed and hurried. But like I say again with the new it, I loved the first part, it part chapter one because it's mm-hmm. it's very stand by me and um like I say yeah. that element and it, it's done well. But then they do the second part and then they keep having to lead back into the kids but when they've already told that story, leave that a bit alone. And again, yeah. I think I said before, if they cut out probably about 45 minutes of it part uh, chapter two and the necessary beginning parts, uh, I think it would have been a better film. But again, it, it, yeah. it's, it's a hard one to, like, to do. I, but... gen- I generally like both parts. Anth, on the other hand, loves the kid's side of it. He wants mm-hmm. to see that side because to him that's more endearing them fighting this thing as opposed to an adult fighting this thing so he liked the idea of the children doing it um the the best part about Dreamcatcher again is the relationship between the four friends like that that is the great I will watch Dreamcatcher up Mm -hmm. until the point where the where the first see the first signs of red blood on the floor and that's it I'm done Mm -hmm. because from then onwards it gets Fucking ridiculous. I mean, I don't get us wrong. I love, <laughs> I love Jonesy's mind. Um, uh, he's, you know how he decompact, like yeah, puts yeah. everything into shelving and into storage, and that. Yeah. I, I really do love that, and I love how he explains that. Um, but apart from when it gets into the aliens, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. It was like American Horror Story too. The minute they got to the aliens, I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> you can't just throw a decent story into it and then just uh, aliens did it. At the end, it was um, Nicholas Cage, ne- uh, not next, um, knowing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All the codes on the wall, and then right at the end, oh, it's aliens. Well, that explains everything, then, doesn't it? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was mint until the last two minutes of that film, and then literally, it sounded like there was a round of applause in the cinema. There wasn't. It was everyone face palming. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just a, it's an easy get out, isn't it? Yeah. If we can't finish it off, it's aliens did it. Yeah, it's unexplained. Why can't they just, like, for a horror film, like, why can't they just go, oh, it's completely unexplained? Not try to explain it and just... Halloween? Halloween does it work. Perfect example. Don't need no why he's evil, he just is. I I love that choice, though. It's it's not something you can go back to. You've got to give yourself time. You can't, like, it's not, like, it's not your Sunday typical film, is it? Oh, I'll just stick a bit of Shawshank on and uh, <laughs> start me Sunday. Rainy, it's one of those rainy days. I'm in a completely yeah. ambiguous mood. Yes, totally agree with you. That is a good choice. Very good. Jealous I didn't pick it now. <laughs> so talking about your pick now, Sam, it's your turn. Number four. Right. Number four. <laughs> Mine is the quintessential movie of my time, Paul's time. It defined us as... Um, young adults because we were in our late teens early 20s and um, it is empire records Rec- happy met rex manning dear <laughs> oh rexy you're so sexy um, my old band actually used to cover the song from that sugar oh, high sugar high are you going to perform it or anything kev <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll play it on guitar, but I wasn't. 
whenever I think of my core friends in college, which is Paul and my friend Emma and Nikki and Claire and, you know, the, all of the, this is the film I think of the most is Empire Records. I think it totally, de- like, it defined how we were. Like, mm-hmm. at that time, I just, I love everything about this. Um, even Robert Turney doesn't do me tits in and it's like she gets away with how dumb faced she actually is. Um, the guy who plays Mark like has oh, one of the fun, best fun. one of the best lines in it. Um, what was it? Empire Records, Up to Midnight, this is Mark. Midnight! Love it. <laughs> um, I just, I love I love him as an actual actor. Actually, um, he's in he's in that thing you do. He's the bassist. Mm-hmm. His yeah. name in that film is simply the bassist. Um, he doesn't have a name, um, and he's also been recently in The Walking Dead for fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes, and I, the minute I saw him, I was like, "Holy shit, it's Mark from Empire Records!" And then <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> oh, it was um. Oh, I can't really give a spoiler away because it was the new season, wasn't it? Mm, no, it was um, it was it was it was when the time jump had happened because he's part of a new group. He literally is in it for about 15, 15 oh, minutes. That's not what I was thinking of then. No, um, but the the cast of this is just fantastic. And um, the guy who plays oh, what's his name? Not Rex. The other guy, Joe. Joe. <clears throat> Love it. Lucas Anthony, is just Anthony Lapaglia, isn't it, or something? Like yes, and uh, the guy <laughs> who plays Lucas is just fantastic. He's so dry. Um, <laughs> The CSI. Did he? I never knew what he did afterwards. I mean, CSI obviously we know, Miami. we all know Liv Tyler went on to yeah. one of the best films that was ever, <laughs> ever made. Lord of the Rings. Yes. Overrated. <laughs> We're not having this conversation again. Can we block? We did a whole podcast on it. Um, it's just, it's so, it's just. Again, it just reminds us of my early twenties. It really does. It has that like I wanted to. I wanted to work in that shop. I wanted I think, to work in that shop so badly. Yeah, I think this was your breakfast club. Like for me, like that's where where, where I got the breakfast club from. This is probably your yeah uh, like thing. But for me, I did love Empire Records. Um, I know a lot of my uh, friends I grew up with love the film. It feels to me that it's. A mishmash of so many different films all in one. Like, yeah. say, it's got the Breakfast Club element, um, it's got the Ferris Bueller element in it as well. Because, like, say, oh, Lucas has the feel of Ferris going off doing the big gamble, fucking up and coming back. Um, and like I say, the Rex Manon was just like, say, hilarious. Done. Um, <laughs> oh, and, Rex, and, you're so sexy. And the girls in, like, uh, like, say, uh, Many as their worker was absolutely beautiful yeah. in this film. Um, oh, I, I developed a strange crush for her in that film, and it was only in that film. Yeah, you, totally get and, it. You tu- and you turned out she could sing as well, which was a big yeah. surprise. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely loved it when she jumped up with them. Mm-hmm. I dare say, when Emma, if Emma listens to this, this will be when she messages us because I know she loves this movie so much. And um, the soundtrack is killer. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the best the, the scene there. with Guar, man, Whoa. come on. <laughs> hey, Mark, you love the band so much. Why don't you come and play with us? It's like, it's amazing. <laughs> it is absolutely unreal. From start to finish, you are on, you just, you're in for a treat. And it just, it just, oh, it's, again, do you remember how I said where I wanted to be that American kid? 
<clears throat> this is this is another one. I want, this is what I uh, not now. I'm I'm mm. fine with where I'm at right now. But as a kid, <laughs> I wanted that lifestyle, and technically, I really did have it. Like mm. I, I I hung out with people who listened to heavy music. <laughs> The places that we drank in were the places that like played our music. We never put ourselves in a position where we were outside of our comfort zone. Like we were in our little circle, and and I got I technically did get it. I just didn't work at a record shop. I think as well, this was uh, going back to what I said before. This was one of the ninety films that wanted to be an eighties film. Yeah, yeah, to- yeah, I totally. Yeah, I see where you come from, and that. So that I'll, is I'll my. Take with this one. Um... Mm-hmm. It's literally the exception of what Paul said at the start. This is one of those films that could have worked in the 80s. It's 100%. Yeah. 100%. Totally it's agree. Yeah. The exception. Good but, shout. Good. The fact, but the fact that it is in the 90s, it gets that 90s fucking music and it gets yeah. that... Ne- yeah, so that's that's why I love the fact of where <laughs> it actually is in time because you will not get that grungy music as you do, German, mm-hmm. if you if you placed it anywhere else, like... It's just, it's perfect. I love it. <laughs> that is my number four choice. Okay, so I'm going to bring the tone well, a bit more fun. <laughs> what do you mean? Am I a record <laughs> This is going to be funny. I'm going to, I know it's going to sound strange. It's going to be my first sports film pick. It's not goal, is it? No. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> is it the Mike no, no. Close, but feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. It's bobsleigh yes. time. Cool <laughs> runnings. John Candy film. Um, this. Never seen it. Oh, oh come on, Sam. Man. I missed that man. <laughs> film was just entertaining. Like with it being a true story as well, um, it, it should it had no right to be as funny as it was. And having John Candy playing uh, the role he did, he was quick just being John Candy with. Like say, have been a bit daft, and there was no way he was a professional bobsleigh when you look at John Candy. But it it works, it works, and the characters in it, the four people who play it, are absolutely brilliant. Like each one of them have their own individual characters. Like the main uh, athlete who was uh, missed out his chance at the Olympics due to like say uh, bumping into someone and, and losing his chance. Uh, his best friend Sanka, who had a look, his lucky egg. Uh, who was just in because he was he could drive a bo- uh, drug go drive a go kart, uh, and like to the bald headed uh, uh, like beefcake who was just angry at the world, and then the little rich kid uh, who was like Carlton Banks, uh, <laughs> but uh, I would love to see him try. <laughs> that would have been that would have just made the film even better. But I absolutely love uh, Cool Runs. Like say. It, it was in um, um, back then when it came out. It it, it didn't like say Disney didn't do live action well. I think I, I think it was a fair point. Like it weren't known well. They did live action films, but they just were the, shit. The, 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 yeah, they went to straight yeah, to, to straight a video straight. To, uh, didn't go. But this, this one came out in the pictures, and uh, I think having the weight of John Candy uh, behind it actually sold the film a bit more. But no pun intended. Yeah, but he, and he can't help but cry at the end as well with what happens. Uh, it's such a good, good feeling film, but in a sad way, and it's just beautifully done well. It has such a fan bit, like following, like even now, like I, I've never seen it. I, mm-hmm. Generally, I've never seen one inkling of it, um, and I don't know why, because John Candy is like, who doesn't love John Candy? But again, mm-hmm. I've not seen it with a book. 
Oh. We watched Jungle Book the other week. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I said? Summer no. Yes, Summer Rentals, brilliant film. Yeah. But you know, when I say these, when I say I've not seen these things, I'm not making it up. I really haven't. Um, <laughs> but and cool and uh, cool runs. Like if you you know how you said Mighty Dogs, I'm not even saying that either. There's something the matter with this. Honestly, there really is. There's something the matter with this. You were abused as a child. <laughs> no, Paul. What, I, what, what happened? What happened was I got me own way, and if I, because I wanted to watch Ghostbusters on repeat, twenty four seven. That's what I got. Uh, <laughs> you just had a missed, like, a, I feel sorry, a little bit sorry. Yeah. Missed entire childhood. I mean, Uncle Buck, Summer Rental, Cool Runnings, absolutely fantastic. Great outdoors. Dougie Doug, Sanka. <laughs> the man was known for playing, like, murdering gangsters. And he comes in with John Candy film, and he's absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. He's the standout of the show, apart from John Candy. Because let's face it, nobody's bigger than John Candy. I just loved it as well. Just the little lines in it, it's so quotable as well. Sanka, are you dead? Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, uh, my my mother's just texted me and said, "Best of luck with tonight. Keep swimming." All right. Is she watching this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know what she's referring to. <laughs> You're now drowning in. You haven't seen John Candy's films comments. <laughs> but I yes. don't know what she's referring to there. That's probably Popplers. <laughs> maybe maybe Finding Nemo is one of her favorite films, but you never know. <laughs> but yes, um, and and like I say, when he kisses the egg at the start, and then you realise at the end, is is his egg going to be still okay? And it, it always is. And how oh, would I? And, and it was a big I, surprise, Cool Runnings, as well, because when you hear like. <laughs> It's a true story sports film. Mm-hmm. You don't expect comedy, yeah, necessarily. 100%. And how they get Trent, and how they get Trent as well with the whole like, oh, what's Jamaica got uh, got any right to be in the Winter Olympics just because yeah. they're like I say a hot country, and it shows um, that element to it as well that there was probably a lot of prejudice back in the day, and the probably did yeah. go through a lot, and the way they did handle themselves as well. Um, even like say the message the, the, the talk again I know Disney always like to do the big uh, feel good moment with the messages as well the aspect of saying um, they were trying to be something that they weren't and they were feeling that that and yeah. when they start being like say the Jamaican bobsleigh team and having fun with it that's when it start picking up and you start being uh, that's what made the ending even so heartbreaking for them as well yeah. It was my mum thought it was the twelve hour live stream tonight. All oh, right. <laughs> because I said she's on Instagram and I obviously put a post on Instagram saying we're going live at half seven, and she's like mm-hmm. she must have generally thought that's what she meant. That's what she's referring to, silly woman. All right. So she she isn't watching. <laughs> but she should be. <laughs> what are you doing, Carol? Um, <laughs> I will put. I will watch it. I will. Um, I'm gonna. There's. Um, I'm definitely gonna watch Heat. Um, and I will put Cool Runs on, on my list to cool. watch. It'll cool. guaranteed be on over Christmas. Yeah. Yes, it always well, is. Well. Is yeah. it not on Disney Disney Plus? Oh, I think it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. I shall watch it on there. It's one of them feel-good films that, again, if it wasn't, like, say, told that it was a true story, you would never believe it. Type oh. Oh, it's a true story. Well, then you've got my attention. I didn't know that. <laughs> Anything that's a true story, I will watch. 
So good. Cool. So that's my fourth pick there. So curl runnings. On to Charlotte's last one. Yes, make it a good one. <laughs> no pressure. So my last one I've picked for the same reason Sam picked Empire Records. And it got a lot of love on the 90s post on Facebook. I know what it is. And it's, <laughs> it's right at the end of the 90s. And it is 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh. <laughs> I love you, baby. And that's exactly and what I wanted to, right. want to do when I said this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 10 Things I Hate You. Good shout. Uh, what was it? Was it was it the Taming of the Shrew it that was, was based yeah, on yeah. the Shakespeare uh, play? Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, you're um, right. Yeah, <laughs> I think Julia Styles, Heath Ledger. For me, I was eleven-ish mm-hmm. when I first saw it, and it was the first like teen comedy sort of thing I'd seen, and all my friends saw. And you're lying if you say you didn't fall in love with Heath Ledger. Smile. Yes. <laughs> Uh, no, I totally yeah. But Joseph Gordon, Joseph Gordon Levitt's in it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, there's so many people. Clarissa, mm-hmm. Clarissa, yeah. Um, Julia Stiles is in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, who didn't want to be that angsty cash? Like, exactly. I, I, like, I even <laughs> added. <laughs> and the soundtrack, the soundtrack mm-hmm. was brilliant. Oh, yeah. it's killer! It's absolutely yeah. killer. It was the quintessential nineties film. It was up there with like, see, I think a lot of the films came out at a similar time, like She's All That. Um, yeah. Like said, um, oh, there was another Shakespeare in one, uh, Cruel Intentions. Little yeah. different, different time of theme, but um, again, still, still harping on to the, the angst and like, say, the un- unrequited love and stuff. But the only thing I felt was unbelievable was anyone thought Julia Styles would not be a popular uh, girl. <laughs> Because <laughs> she is absolutely stunning, and to say that she wasn't uh, like say looking amazing or uh, would be yeah. seen that way, I was like, say, yeah, this, that's the only bullshit I can call. But like I say Heath Ledger was absolutely—you knew he was going to be something a bit special when he did yeah. that film as well. Yeah. But, uh, I just love how neurotic the dad is, like when he makes oh, the, on the pregnancy belly and stuff. But it's, it's the way she puts her arms out ready for it. Like, <laughs> this, is not, this is not the first time it happens. <laughs> Every time I see that man, I think one thing and one thing only, and it's from the Princess Diaries. Mm. the boy who's going, Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I absolutely loved our friend Magda. I wanted to see more of her because she was like yeah. obsessed with Shakespeare. And I was like, oh, you're mm-hmm. my type of person. Like I could get on board with you. And mm-hmm. she's not in it very much. Um, the guy who plays Joey though, like he, he, you do just want to punch him in the face. Oh, he's so smug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the blood. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, Love that it. was my number one. Yeah, it's it's good bit. I I knew I knew you had a feeling that that was going to be on your list. So that that, that was, was uh, like, <laughs> um, I, I I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it. Again, um, I I think I probably was a little bit too old to really get yeah. that. I think I was past the hormone st- st- side of it, <laughs> where um, I probably would have loved it. Like, um, to me, would have loved that cover of a cheap trick by Letters to Cleo at the end, though. Oh. I, th- I thought the, I thought all the music in it was uh, was good. That was one of the standout things about the. That's, like, on, say, that's on Anne's playlist. That one, like that version and mm. the original. Yeah. But um, yeah, 
it was great. I, I like say I, I get good memories of watching it because it was one of them films that when you saw it advertised, you go, oh, "I'm gonna fucking hate this film." There's nothing in this film I'm gonna. It's gonna be for me. When you watch it, you think, "Ah, it was quite. It was entertaining." But you saw the elements. You saw the people who, you, like, when you watch it, you thought the standout people. And again, going back to when I when I done that lovely rendition, that that scene is legendary as well, and mm-hmm. and how it worked, and um, it was just. Nice again. That, and that sounds really weird. It was just a nice film. I think. I think yeah. I'll put the put there. But yes, I think uh, that bit when he sings and the bit at the end when she reads the "I hate the way you look at me," oh. and, <laughs> like when she starts crying at that bit. Those two mm-hmm. moments define that film. That was yeah. the mm-hmm. first take of that shot. That was literally the first take of that. You shot. couldn't. Uh-huh. You, you couldn't perfect. not. Yeah. You. You had. It, it doesn't. <laughs> you can tell that it's the first take. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't look forced. It looks genuine. Like I don't even no, think she might have been. Real. She was meant to cry. No, mm-hmm. she wasn't. It's completely unscripted. The standout of that film for me. The standout part of that film for me was oh my balls. Fell off my seat laughing. <laughs> I love that bloke. He is such a talent. He's not in anything. Mm. Um, he went from that, he'd done numbers, and then he was in that um, end of the world thing with Seth Rogen. He yeah, was he in. Right. Um, he was in the Adams oh, Family too. Yeah. Was he not in? The... He was the kid in Adams Family Values who he was Wednesday. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh, he's, he's, he was in. So he was in Firefly. He was yes, in he was. That's yeah. it. That's that's what I was trying to work out. That's what he's in. Yes. Yeah. Such a good actor. Yeah, I think he's been in loads of things, but you'll probably not notice him. Um, yeah. I know, um, like I said, that's them of the two things I'd probably notice him when he was in Serenity as the guy who gets the signal out, it, uh, yeah. it helps Mal. That, that, yeah, and as I said, Adam's family value was little Gomez, uh, that was quite cute, but uh, but yeah, that was a great, great, great choice there. So, come on, King Kev. With your final pick. pick, I think this one, this one was really tough for me. Really, like mm-hmm. number one spot was really tough. It was a choice of two films, so I pushed Young Guns two to one side. Right. Yeah. Okay. And it had to be Jurassic Park. Da, da, da. Oh, and Sam, I let you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Park. It's a park. Um, this is the one I took off um, my list. This is the, this was this is the one I changed at the very last minute to my last pick because I generally don't know at this point if I have actually had it on a list before. You did in our first episode. We did I? We did a whole podcast on it. Yeah, we did a whole podcast on it. So I I was like, I don't I can't remember if I have done or not. So that's why I changed it. But oh, I that that song that I sing there is literally goes on forever about how it's a park. <laughs> And there's dinosaurs in it. Um, well, someone uh, done that on um, eight out of ten cats, didn't they? There's something huge yeah. for it. Ah, yes. As well. it's Jurassic yeah. Park. It's a massive park. Yeah, uh, it was the it was the guy out of uh, the TV show with David Swimmer in as yeah. well. Yeah, but um, Charlotte actually did message me this week and said if Kev doesn't pick Jurassic Park, she doesn't. You're not the man that she knows. So, <laughs> so, so oh, wow. if he hadn't have picked this, then <laughs> I would. Question everything I know about him. No, you wouldn't. You, yes, wouldn't it would. you would never question that I'm not a twat. <laughs> um, uh, confession time. 
I first saw Jurassic, well, my parents tried to show us Jurassic Park when I was about five. Mm-hmm. I got up to the bit where, is it the goat goes into the yeah. raptor mm-hmm. bit? And then the cage coming back up, comes back up, and it's all oh, like that was the cow. That, that was the cow there. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. terrified us to the point where I didn't watch Jurassic Park until I was about fourteen. <laughs> Isn't like that, that the first two minutes? It, it's the... within the first five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the, the part you're thinking, Sam, is when um, they're trying to put the female raptor, the alpha, mm. in into the pen. Yes. And she That's right. Smashes against the fence. And Shoot her. Yeah. So, so what a legend. Great line. Great line. So me and Sam have actually talked about Jurassic Park quite a lot this past. So oh, I'm yeah. gonna leave it, leave it. I'm gonna leave it for you two now to sell Jurassic Park just like we've never watched it before. Well, Dinosaurs. Well. Dinosaurs. It all goes wrong. There's a who in the book was a complete and utter prick, but in this was a cuddly old Santa Claus, Paul's granddad. Decided yes. it was a good idea to bring people to an island with this deep, big, massive Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> and it eats a lawyer while, he take, while he's hiding on the board, crapping himself, which, by the way, it's a pretty good place to go if you're going to crap yourself. <laughs> best scene of a film in my eyes, like when yeah, I and even the, How did the T Rex not get indigestion off the lawyer? <laughs> yeah, how did he not stop and go? Oh, hang on a minute. I've eaten some of that, you know. That was a big question of Oh, greed, disdain. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I had to mention Jurassic Park because one of my pals is on the page. Um, I'll know him as Nutty. He's on mm-hmm. as Andrew Davison. Big phobia is dinosaurs. So, <laughs> and now you've you just have... told everyone. <laughs> How can you have a phobia of something that no longer exists? They're never coming well, back. Well, it's like kind of like face your fears, really, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, is it just dinosaurs in general or is there a specific dinosaur that he's quite scared of I think it's getting by dinosaurs right it's never going to happen though (laughs) (laughs) to be fair for example for example if he goes to visit to say London the Natural Mystery Museum sees the Tyrannosaurus Mm -hmm. skeleton it falls and it bites him he's fucked so yeah so it's a good for you I feel like somebody should apologise to him now for like the, the Basically, he's going to get the piss ripped out of him on the page now. <laughs> I'm going to post one dinosaur of, picture the, now. I see the look of concern <laughs> on Kev's face, mind. He just doesn't give a shit. <laughs> if you're listening, you deserve it. I'm glad I changed my me, uh, me pick out now because I completely forgot I put it on the first episode. Yeah, you talk, and you know what? I've got me notes here. I could have like quite easily gone back. That's episode five to the first one. Um, episode one. To be fair, we've, we've, there's Jurassic been thirty. Park. To be fair, there's right been there. thirty-two episodes so far. So thirty-two. Yeah. It's, it's it's not. It's, it's it's we've done a few. <laughs> yeah, it's literally on my. T- I've got the first episode notes here. It's right there. I should have just looked. We couldn't have a 90s yeah. list without it, though, could we? Uh, I, I, it would have got an honourable mention somewhere. Like yeah, say, yeah, definitely would have. I, I, I don't think I can talk about it again, with, like, say, as I said, we've, the memories I've had. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, say, I, I adore this film. It, it brings back memories of 
going to the pitches for the first, well, not the first time, but one of the first times seeing it. Um, like I say, I went to the old Metro Centre as well. Um, like yeah. I say, that was always a, again, I, don't, I think kids these days don't realise what a, like a special occasion it used to be. Yeah. It used to be mm-hmm. to go to the Metro Centre. Like I never used yeah. to go like once a year, or even one, like if I was lucky. Um, but yeah, like I said, it was a special film. It still is a special film. It holds up well. Um, not many films that does rely on the effects that are used will hold up as well as Jurassic Park. And yeah. again, and it's, it's still going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know we've had some questionable sequels, but it is still going. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a questionable sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's just, it's, you're right, you can't have a 90s list without this film being brought into it. So I'm glad we've had other people to jump in because. I've obviously had it on my list before as my <laughs> favourite film. Cool. So, yes. Yeah. Well, right. It's one of the things where you believe dinosaurs were real. It's the same as when you saw Superman for the first time, you believed a man could fly. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently, according to your friend, they are fucking real because he's terrified of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just baffles me mind. Like, they don't exist. So, I understand if they did. So the next topic tomorrow, what is your favourite dinosaur? Which one think I'll have the, the, easier, the better bite? <laughs> which one's going to sting the most? I'm going to um, run on that one. Like it's going to kill me by something yeah. with flat teeth. Just gum oh, you in a bit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the T-Rex is going to be fast. Yeah, you're not going to feel so, that. Someone's going, to have a, someone's going to be getting off on this. There's going to be a king shame out there somewhere. This. <laughs> <laughs> Dinosaur okay. finishes are us now. We've had pain on gremlins. <laughs> let's not. Yeah, again, let's 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 not bring the podcast down to that level just yet. <laughs> We've got 12-hour live stream to do that, man. <laughs> I was going to say, wait until, 12 hour, until you're 12 hours in. <laughs> exactly, now then we'll bring it down. Now we know how the kid got Tyrannosaurus piss in the third film. <laughs> <laughs> Um, move on my last pick again it's it's surrounded around my family um, it's something that me and my family watch all the time specifically we try to do it on the day that the film is represented in um, it has one of my favourite all time actors of ever oh, forever and ever and ever and I keep repeating myself because the film is Groundhog Day ah yes <laughs> I absolutely 100% love this and probably love it more because I love all the factoids that come out about it. Like how many days he was stuck in there. Do you know mm. how many days? Over 100. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I absolutely like what can, there's nothing you cannot not love about this film. Mm-hmm. I, de- I dare you to try. Even Andy McDowell's great in it. Yeah. Uh, it- when you think about it, it's a little bit creepy now how he like uses his uh, like stalking techniques to to get get yeah. get gateway, but again, it was the nineties; it was allowed back then, so it's fine. <laughs> let's not let's not get into that because Anthony broke my Anthony broke my heart yesterday. We were watching Ghostbusters, the first one, before I went to go and see the new one, and mm-hmm. the scene where Dana's passed out is because he gave her a drug to do that. And Anthony, you know, there's hell on about this because he got he why did he have them drugs on him in the first place? Was that his intention the whole time when he was going there on the day <gasps> to drug her? And I was like. <laughs> Oh, what? 
<laughs> I went, what? No. I went, I've never heard anything. Nobody in my like circle talk about this. Like, what are you doing to us? So don't do that. Don't red flag Ghostbusters. No, don't do that. Like, no. And, and the Bill, same with Groundhog Day. Bill, Bill, Murray, Bill Murray the is, sex pest. Oh my god, no. Sorry, don't. Bill. <laughs> don't. Not, not Bill. I just, even Chris Elliott doesn't do me heading in this film. And yeah. that man can push my fucking buttons. Shits Creek is a perfect example. I just want to rip his face off. And I would think nothing of it. But he, he gets away with it. And, like, he's, he's subtle in this. He's not that annoying. Like, do you know what with Chris Elliott? He took the scary movie character and went, oh, yeah, that's really funny. I'm just going to do that every time I'm on the screen from now on. He was exactly the same. He is no different in How I Met Your Mother from Lily's Dad to what he is in Shit's Creek. There's absolutely mm. no oh, difference. Yeah. Nah. yeah it, but he get, uh, what was the other one he'd done? Um, Something about Mary? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no different. Um, but this one, it's subtle. He's in the background. You don't get to see him a lot. When he is yeah. acting, he is acting like a normal person. Yeah. I love Ned Ryerson. Ned, Ned, Needle yes. Nose Ned. Um, absolutely love him. I love every interaction he has with them because it's it's exactly how I feel I would act with that type of person standing, that type of positivity standing in front of me on a day-to-day basis. I'd want mm. to kill him. How he didn't not on one when he when he started to figure it out and he's like, I'm gonna come back every day. Why didn't he just kill him? Just chum just for the one time, chuck him in just once. It, it, it would have been a darker film, to be honest. But uh... <laughs> it would have. But why did he not? And I, I love at the end when he, he generally realizes that it doesn't matter what he does, like he needs to he needs it's like he's scrooged moment. Mm. Like it, it's like he needs to stop being a dick. Um, yeah. and appreciate what he has in his life and then he starts doing uh, the good deeds come quite natural to him because deep down he is a nice person he just it's like he almost has like a blockage up like a block hard up against him that stops him from being that person because it, it is a natural transition when he starts to become nice it's not forced like i have to be nice in order mm. for this shit to be over with um even yeah. though i would if you've got to repeat a day, Groundhog Day is not bad, really, is it? Like, yeah. There's, a, there's something going on. Yeah. That's exactly. true. But I love, uh, like, say, because, as I said, Bill Murray is absolutely fantastic in this from going Amazing. from just standard day, but then each day he's going that little bit crazy and you can see the mental breakdown of, like, say, what he's going through. Yeah. And, like, say, the complete mayhem that's probably going through his head um you 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 you're going through that journey with him in the film and as i said casting i don't think anyone could have played the part as well as bill murray no i don't think you could and it's harold ramus as well mm-hmm. the yeah. director 100%. is harold ramus um so in, in, it's, i think this is the film that broke their relationship it wasn't was. it yeah 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 that's sad because it's such a good like for us, we get so many great memories out of it and, you know, the re-watching of it and that and how it makes mm. you feel. And for them, like, it's what ended it, like a, a, a working relationship that had been going mm. since the early 80s, like before, like you had stripes before you had. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So it, it worked, this working relationship just broken. So that's kind of sad. Andy McDowell, the reason why this is probably played more than what it should be in my my dad's house is because he absolutely adores the woman. Um, <laughs> she can't do my dad doesn't really do the whole celebrity crush thing like mm-hmm. if you if you ask him like who's your celebrity crush 
the only person he's ever going to say is Andy McDowell and that he hates Julia Roberts. I don't know why he has to keep bringing that up. He's just he's a kind of stand-up face. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's such a, it, this is a Sunday morning film. Like I'm going to watch Groundhog Day and start my day on a positive and I, I just love it. And again, I think it just reminds us so much of my family. Like, my favorite, yeah, no, my favorite scene as well is when Bill Murray gets the groundhog and lets him drive the car. <laughs> <laughs> it also, again, his brother's in it, um, yeah. who is the guy from Wayne's World. Um, mm. is it Noah's Arcade? Oh, yeah, Bill Murray's brother. Um, this guy blows goats. <laughs> 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 oh, um, there's another film I've left off Wayne's World, yep, um, Wayne's World. Oh. But there you go. That's my that's my final final choice. Oh, very good pick. Um, I didn't expect it. I'll be honest, but I say very good pick. Now, um, like I say, I'm going to disappoint you. Uh, I think a little bit. I'm, I'm, Again? I'm, yeah, <laughs> it's been one of them nights. I think, but uh, I'm going to, going for a bit of a softy. You'll have no idea what this is going to be. I swear to God, if this is Romeo and Juliet, we don't know you at all. <laughs> um, it's a Disney film. Oh, right. Oh, Yay. Mm-hmm. Can't pick you it either. You got already. a friend in me. <gasps> you got a friend in me. How did I not know this was going to be? No, I knew it wasn't going to be Scream. If I had to do a top five Disney, this would be in it. Now, this is a special film because yeah. I say. The first one just blew me away. Like I say, you hadn't seen anything like this. And like I say, the actors that's in it, like I say, Tom Hanks, like I say, um, Tim Allen, um, even like, like I say, the, the, the side characters like Rex and like it's Mr. Potato Head and um, even Cliff from Cheers who, who <laughs> was in it as well um, as, as a, a money bag, a pig and Slinky. Um, like everything was done to in a way that was so endearing but so entertaining as well. Um having like everyone gets that feeling as a kid, like have, have like when the new kid comes in is like the, the, the best thing since slide bread when they get the new t- um and you always remember like the old toys that you have, the ones that will stay with you that you still have. Like Sam, you've got like as you said, your Ghostbuster toys, them type of elements um kind of with you. And I know we've had like in my eyes, the sequels are Superior in ways because four is unreal. Four is like, one of my favorites. I love it. But like I say, number three breaks me in ways that most films mm-hmm. never brought me before. But this one was the starting point that showed what could be done with this type of animation. That it didn't have yeah. to be flat. It, it can so be different. done in a way that was powerful as well. Like when Sid, yeah. uh, the, the monster child, wants to uh, break up the toys and like. It, we all had friends of that who, and we fucking hated them. That was probably Sean, one of my best mates. He was a little cunt. Uh, so the C word's been used again in the <laughs> Toy Story as well. <laughs> my God. This is a, the, Sorry, Mum. Only... <laughs> Sorry, Charlotte's mum. <laughs> um, do you know what was really cool this year at the Halloween, at <clears throat> uh, the Disney, sorry, the Disney um, Oogie Boogie Night in Florida? Sid has now become a villain. Yeah, and he was part, and he was part of the scare thingy. Like they had, um, was it? Yeah, they had Agatha, and um, she mm. was a new feature. And then obviously they had Sid, and um, there as well because they had like a walkway of villains. And they have Jar Jar. 
Do you know what? You can't say anything now. You own a Jar Jar. You own a Jar Jar. You have no right to sit there and mock him. You can't buy him and then mock him. About Toy Story and Sid. Watch it again. Look at his carpet. All right. It's from The Shining. Ah. Is it? It's the hotel carpet from The Shining. Oh, my God. Little details like that, man. Well, I love, like, again, the little elements that look in, because, like, um, was it Toy Story 2 or 3 when the bin man's wearing Sid's T-shirt? Yeah. So it was, like, it was, like, growing up type thing. Mm -hmm. So he's a bin man. Oh, bless him. (laughs) (laughs) It was a a warped little child, shall we say, but... Um, again, it just brought that imagination factor. Yeah. I love the fact that like, you see your toys have a life when you're not around, and they've got this little uh, like friendships and little groups that go around. And um, it's like I being if feeling my Jar Jar talks to my Jar Jar, possibly because <laughs> like I've got a Jar Jar in the box and I've got a Jar Jar head. I wonder if they're talking to me. That's meant that. Me so sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to get into this again? <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could actually feel you rolling your eyes. I was there. Sorry. So I'm going to ask a question, Sam. Have you checked the batteries in your carbon monoxide meter? Fine. I can't oh, hear a word he's saying. What did you say? Oh no, I'm a bot. You're back yes. now. Yeah. Oh, I have to say, I'll keep that one quiet then. <laughs> what did you say? No, come on. What did you say? Well, if you think George was talking to George. Then you might want to check your carbon monoxide. Oh my god, okay, that makes sense. He's talking to himself, so he is pretty cool. I think for me, the Toy Story all four films are the are the perfect example of how much work Pixar put into their animation because the animation gets better and better each film. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um you missed out one voice actress in there, and I don't know if she's in the first one, but she's definitely in the sequels. Bo Peep is done by the amazing yeah. Annie Potts. Yeah. Janine mm. from Ghostbusters. Um, she, I, I love. The fourth one for me is, don't get us wrong, the first one is super duper special. It's one of a kind. It was the mm. starting point of something magical. But the fourth one, I watched... Oh my god! I can't remember how many times I watched it when it first came out because I could not stop laughing. Like mm-hmm. Keenan Peel was so funny, like <laughs> hilariously funny. But that doll freaked me the fuck out. I don't do dolls. I don't do. I don't no. do baby dolls. She was a no go. But love it. What is what an amazing amazing pick? I absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> It would never be mine because it's not on my, it really isn't on my radar. But if I was really thinking about like how I've done this is mainly around a me family because I've the mm-hmm. 90s, I spent a lot of time with them. Um, Toy Story is my dad's favorite film. Like he had a slinky dog that used to sit yeah. in his bed. Like he had a slinky dog toy. A like, slinky over there. Got yes. Toys, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, just like, my yeah, dad. My dad, Sorry. and he's listening, he's a massive kid and he loves all the Disney and Pixar films. Oh, and I think yeah. Toy Story is probably one of his favourites because know. of, and he's going to kill us if I don't mention it, the short that came before it for the birds. birds. Right. Oh. You put that on and my dad will laugh for hours afterwards. <laughs> like, at the same bit. Honestly. I love it. <laughs> like, you'll put it on and it's, it's 
what, five, ten minutes long, five if minutes that? Long. An mm. hour later, you'll come this. down and he's still giggling. <laughs> That's a sign of the... something great, that. Uh-huh, yeah. I always get worried as well, because every, every so often they announce that they're going to do a Toy Story film, and you think, oh, God, please, not after the last one, because the last one was done Perfect. so well. And then they brought it, and, and it kind of beats, because your expectations aren't always as high. Because like, after Toy Story 2, I thought, great, perfect ending. Then Toy Story 3, like as I said, the whole element of basically Andy giving away his toys to the young lass to enjoy, because that's what, like I said, the toys oh. wanted to be. They don't want to be in a cupboard. They don't want to be locked away. That element, <clears throat> like I said, was... And the whole, when they're going toward the furnace and the holding hands, <gasps> Jesus Christ, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I must, honestly, there must be something broken in me because I did not get upset over that film whatsoever. My sister was like, you're oh. going to cry your eyes out. And I was like, at what? She, I did not get it. She said that to me. And did you? Have I think we're generally broken? It takes a lot to get me to cry at a film. It really doesn't, but that's the thing. It doesn't get me a lot. I can cry at the drop of a. I used to cry at a bloody a Father's Day advert on Tesco where people (laughs) were reading out bloody messages to their dads. I'm bawling my eyes out, but that didn't get us, and I don't know why. I wonder Mm. if it's the trauma of how my toys got taken away from me that I don't give a shit what happens to them (laughs) toys. Well, I wish mine did. Mine got chucked in the fucking bin. For me, Toy Story 3 was the perfect ending. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely perfect ending. Magical. It was like he was passing the torch and they were still mm-hmm. going to get played with. Mm-hmm. But it was like a whole new generation of kids was going to play with them. I liked yeah. Toy Story 4, but mm-hmm. that wasn't my Toy Story ending. That's no. not how I imagined it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like, see, I, I don't think it's a bad film. I don't I, I don't think it's a bad film at all. It's probably one of the more comedy ones, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but that's but, what I love it for, just the silly yeah. comedy about it. I love that. And I think, like I said, this is when we realised, like, I know with Pixar coming out mm-hmm. and showing what they can do, we realised oh. these films have not just look amazing, but the, the heart behind them as well. Yeah. They're really, like I said, look what followed, like Monsters, Inc. Um, oh, uh, Finding Nemo. Finding oh, Nemo. Like my, one of my husband's favourite films is Finding Nemo. Mm. Like I said, I've got a giant Monsters, Inc. tattoo on my leg, so I, like <laughs> I said, I, I'm a huge fan. Um, and like I said, the, the only ones like I, said, I think I, I couldn't, weren't for me, were like cars and stuff, because I think they were too based, never got too based for, for kids. Because yeah. I think, like I said, that's the balance that Disney sometimes do. That like I said, they'll have, uh, on a level, they'll have films that go for films, uh, adults and kids, but then mm-hmm. they do a film that's just for kids or just to enjoy yeah. for kids. But um, I'm just, I mean, I look, look, you, it's Disney. They can't just cater for us adults all the time. <laughs> if, you go, if, you, if you go to the Disney parks, Disney well, kids they're... ruin Disney. So every time, every time I've been to Disney World, I've I've waited. Yeah. You've been happy as Larry. There's been a kid standing in front of us, crying his eyes out. He doesn't appreciate it, so fuck him. <laughs> you know what? I, just, just, I, think, I don't know if it's like, I've got no, I have no kids and I won't ever be having kids, so I totally get, like, where you're coming from, kids ruin Disney. <laughs> oh, yes. Same, same kids, um, like I say, Mickey Mouse is not so scary Halloween movie, uh, not so scary Halloween party, 
And uh, the, the one that doesn't move out of the way to get get the handshake by Sully. Fuck no, I'm I'm getting a hug off. Uh, hang on then. a minute, <laughs> I, I'm standing in the queue too. My <laughs> God, the Americans, man, we were once in a queue in Florida where my, my sister was. She's going to kill us for this story, but she was um, she was being really fussy. She was really poorly and she didn't want to go on a ride. I think she was like 16 or something, and she didn't want to go on a ride. I mean, mum, like proper face was like thunder. She was like, Michaela, if you don't want to go on, just get out the way, just move out the way. And this woman in front of us heard us, and she pulled our kids in and went, "Children, I just want you to know you're the most precious thing in the world to me. <laughs> Nothing is better than family. Blood is thicker than water." And she went on. My mum just stood over her, like my mum is five foot nothing. She is tiny, and she just stood <laughs> over this woman on her knees, like, "Is she taught? Is she? Is that aimed at me?" <laughs> Getting under politics now. <laughs> we are a politic free zone. Um, it's not but... politics, it's fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Toy Story is a good, good call, man. I, I wouldn't, I, like I say, I would never put it on my picks because it's just not. It's yeah. not something I go to. Like I don't gravitate towards that, but I do enjoy it. Like now you've mm. said it, I'm like. I feel like I want to go and watch Toy Story. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's one it that started it all, didn't it? Yeah. It, it, like, it, it the started Pixar. And there's so many like fun little elements into it, like them little aliens, like, oh, uh, like we are internally oh. grateful and like say uh, the claw. Whoa. But there's, <laughs> there's the adult jokes as well with like the legs with the hook on it, which is a hooker. Mm-hmm. Like oh, the little I adult jokes. <laughs> 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 Oh dear. I am so naive. <laughs> I didn't get that. <laughs> I see what you mean now. <laughs> That's blew my mind. Like the balance is really like the balance is probably one of Pixar's best elements. Yeah. Mm. When you when you yeah. get a balance between child and adult, it it, uh-huh. it, it works so well. Mm. Um I really do want to go and watch Toy Story now. Like I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the scenes in my head that I really like. I love it when they go to Pizza Planet because I love, I like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like little stuff like that. And at the end, mm. where where they finally make friends. Oh my god, I'm gonna watch it. Sorry. Was his was his first line when he's like, "Oh, there seems to be no signs of intelligent life." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "I'm really looking forward to the Buzz Lightyear Such... um, mm. program as well." Yeah. 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 Um, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be great, even though. I could not understand why people were not getting the fact that it was not going to be Tim Allen who was doing his voice. Because I, I, I saw the name Buzz Lightyear, you know, it has to be Tim Allen. Well, no, it's not the toy. But mm-hmm. again, that'll be an interesting. But like, say one of my favourite and like say the saddest moments on Toy Story 1 is when Buzz realises he can't fly. When he jumps yeah. off oh. and he looks at his, and he's like <gasps> seeing his face and you see it change. And when you see him hit the, hit the ground and he's broken his arm, yeah. And you can tell then he's, a, he's not broken. the same toy, and mm-hmm. it's it's got it's it's for Woody to put him back together and give him that element because I think that was always uh, say the relationship. Uh, even though yeah. Yeah. Woody was the neurotic one, but neurotic, uh, he was always the one that kind of looked after everyone. Even if he pissed him off and hated you, he would always look after you. It was I think that's Woody. No, I'm sorry. I think that's why one. 
it was a harsh point for a film for kids. Yes. Yeah. Seeing that and seeing the, like the change that went on, like he's so optimistic and so like the belief is so instilled in him that that's what he is, and then he finds out he's yeah. Dead. Yeah. And and to be actually physically broken on the inside as opposed to on the outside, that is the heartbreaking part. What I love about Tom Hanks's character of Woody is how normal he is and how he's like the fact that he has jealousy in him, he has kindness in him. Like he has like there's no way like you could portray jealousy the way that they did in that with that. Like I just thought it was brilliant that it's proper human nature. He gets embarrassed mm-hmm. when he's talking to Bo Peep. Bo Peep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And just gives him a kiss at the end and he goes all red and stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think that's why the end of Toy Story 4 I, I really didn't like because it, it for me, it wasn't believable that Woody would just leave them behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't yeah, I didn't buy at, yeah. that Woody would just yeah. leave them. that was his family type thing. That was... Because uh-huh. yeah. Woody yeah. was the one that was like from from the very first film, Woody was, we are toys. We are mm-hmm. here to be played with by children. We are here for children to enjoy. And then from yeah. it just sort of leave that at the end of just because he Toy wanted story four. Yeah. I think they try bit... to give I, I think they try to give Woody his happy ending, but that to us, as you said, Charlotte, that wouldn't be in my logical head, yeah, that wouldn't yeah. be what he wanted. But um again I think we can talk about like say false endings or what could have been or should have been, but it's a good topic to bring up like later on down the line. It, it really yeah. is for what I for what we got. I think it's as a film one of the more perfect ones. Yeah, like say especially the Toy Story uh, one. What we got, there's not many perfect films where you because. Like, I can, I know, like I say, I love films. I love watching films. I watch too many films, to be honest, and I'll pick apart. Like I say, we're going to have a talk on Sunday about Ghostbusters. I absolutely adore this film, but there's elements I'll pick apart and it'll probably piss a few people off. Sorry, Martin. Um, which, we'll find, which we'll find out uh, on Sunday. Sorry, Martin. Sorry, Martin. Why are you apologising? <laughs> it's me. He'll probably, probably kick off. I'm your but, co-host. But, um, but yeah, like I say, I can't, there's not one element of Toy Story that I would change. For something so new, mm-hmm. like new technology, new way of looking at animation, it is, there's not, there's, there's nothing you can pick apart on it. Absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. And that that is that is a feat that for something so brand new. And um, mm-hmm. I, I don't really want to go and watch Toy Story now. <laughs> I do, I do love that the last film on this is a 90s animation because I think yes. 90s animation kids films yeah. were some of if not the best, the best. yes yeah. I totally like, and I think the, it, for us in our age range it defines what we were watching uh-huh like, we, we can all go into the action side of it but deep down we were really watching the animation we were watching the kids um programs we were watching the kids films Um, it does I, I love the fact we've ended on Toy Story mm-hmm. so just one question on Toy Story that's always bugged me it's, mm-hmm. more, it's not a fault with Toy Story. <laughs> Look at his face. I can see his face. It's going to be so cheeky. <laughs> it's just to take it to a dark level, really. The toys are alive. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what he's going to say. The absolute horror if one of them died and you sat there watching someone playing with your dead pal. You were just going to. Childhood ruined. Thanks. <laughs> Just the absolute look of horror. You just sat there like, oh, what caused this? What the fuck? 
Or, or, because toys used to fall apart, so the plane with a live toy and then pulled its head off in front of the toys. I used to do with He-Man. Oh, when you used it, my sister's Barbies used to come off the axis. Their head used to come off the axis, and if you push them back on again, they had no neck. Yeah. That's creepy as fuck, that. <laughs> <laughs> I always said um, her from Game of Thrones looked like one of those Barbies in Amelia Clark who played Daenerys. <laughs> she looked like a Barbie who had her head taken off and put back on again. <laughs> yeah. But is that not kind of what Sid used to do with them? He used to take them apart and put them back together. And yeah, he mm. pretty, pretty much mur- outright murdered so, these we'll toys. Be- so <laughs> we've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, my sister will tell you what I did to her Barbies once. I cut all their hair off and used our gel pens to give them new hairstyles. I got grounded for a really long time for that. <laughs> my sister Bless. did that with a couple of hers. <laughs> I used to blow my sisters up because they were hostages for me action then. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh so I can, I can see a Toys episode coming soon, so that's fine. Excellent. I'm in for that. In for that. <laughs> so Barbie was a terrorist. <laughs> no, 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 she was a hostage. She died. No. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. Um, that was such a fun episode. I generally didn't know what I was... I didn't know where everyone's choices were going to go. Like, mm-hmm. I had a feeling on Paul's. Um, but that's obviously because we've done this for how many episodes now? 32 episodes? 32 episodes now. You start to get, like, a rhythm. But I didn't know... I honestly thought, Kev, I, we were going to go more down the action route with you. A lot so of did I. were going to be. Because um, there's a lot that I love, like... Um... I've still got to introduce Charlotte to a razor with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, you'll have to, I'll have to watch that too. It's unbelievably cheesy. Never seen it. it. It's quite good. Um, I, I did think there was going to be a lot more Arnie in Kev's list. Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> I, thought was, I thought we were going to have more a lot Arnie. more action. Yeah, um, I really thought we might have had some sci-fi from Paul. Like, I just didn't know where this was going to go, so I was really excited about it. Mm. Um, well, like honourable shouts, like I said, as I said, there was there was things that was. Uh, Moving in in and out of the list, like say, like Charlotte said earlier, I had a nightmare before Christmas, but I'm probably saving that till uh, like say, a Chris, a Christmas episode. Christmas, uh, <laughs> Christmas. Um, I had Galaxy Quests that that was that was in and out for a little bit. Um, Seven was in as well, but um, again, now, usual suspects. Oh, usual, usual suspects. suspects. I'm not so that, as big was... a fan of that one, but yeah, Seven was definitely in my do I don't I do I don't I no I don't. First, first contact for me, the, uh, the Star Trek one with the Morgan. Ah, yes. ah um, wow. What's it called? Uh, but like I say, going on that road, uh, Big Pig, Babe and the, the, pig, uh, the first one. Babe, uh, my mum mentioned Babe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it. <gasps> oh. You had a bacon sandwich. That's <laughs> <laughs> the best part. Oh, like that'll do, Pig. <laughs> 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 oh, that was that was James really Cromwell. Cool. That was in Babe and Best Honestly contact. thought, yeah. honestly thought he was an English actor. He is not. Nope. He's American. Did yeah. not. Get, I could. Do you know? He's one of those actors who I just, he's so good at bilingual that I yeah. I can't tell. Mm. He does the English he's accent like, really well. He's like Hugh Laurie. Oh. No, he's not because Hugh Laurie's accent in House is fucking awful. <laughs> Sorry. It's oh, shut up. Shut <laughs> oh, up, it's woman. Terrible. <laughs> it is horrible. It is terrible. Not letting you have that. No, I'm sorry. Mm. Yeah, no. Um, 
Hugh Laurie is always going to be Prince George, so yeah, don't matter. Don't matter. Right, let's let's wrap up and get the plug yeah. in now. So. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> talk about just. <laughs> let's just mention the fact that next Sunday is the 12 hour live stream Woohoo! Mm-hmm. let's get it on, get it on. Um, but before that before that we next week we have another special guest with us and I'm very excited to have this person on um, do you want to tell them what it's about or do you want to wait until later on in the week no it's fine we'll get it out now like I say we're doing a special episode this Sunday um, we're doing a review oh yes of... I forgot about that yeah <laughs> We're doing a review of Ghostbusters Afterlife where we've got a few uh, members on, like Martin's joining yes. us. Uh, I think he would actually hunt us down and kill us if we didn't let yeah. him. Um, <laughs> also, we've gotten we have uh, lovely, Bob, um... Bob's Babs um, yeah. her, her and her partner's joining us. Um, awesome. I think, they, think they share the same account on the Facebook group. I think yeah. so, yeah, because I don't know who I'm talking to sometimes. I feel like I've had a conversation with one of them and another conversation with another one. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I didn't. I didn't yes. realise they were sharing it until <laughs> I started talking to the other one. <laughs> yeah, so I think that that's going to be quite interesting because they're both bit huge Ghostbuster fans, and I think yeah. like I said, we're going to have quite an interesting talk on that. That one won't be live. That one will be no. recorded um, and put on uh, the on like I said, the, on when we when I can edit it. Um, next week right. on the Friday, Friday we are doing an episode on the X-Files absolutely uh, before the 12 yeah. hours we're like yeah we'll do an, we'll do an episode on Friday it's fine <laughs> well I did say that we could miss a week but Sam was like nope nope we're doing it so I was like okay and uh, she's so she picked the X-Files she yep. picks the X-Files and we've got this one won't be Friday, sorry. It'll be Thursday. It'll be Thursday because Thursday. our friend who is our friend who is joining us um, can't mm. do Friday, but we yeah. really um, is hmm? the special guest Grunt with an orbit. It is not. No. <laughs> it is not. It, it is our dear friend um, Vic from the girl. Oh, what's our page called? Girl Strike Backs. The Girl Strikes Back. It's on. She's got a YouTube channel. She's a massive toy collector. Has one of the best accents ever. I love. I love listening to our talk. Um, mm-hmm. I can't wait to have her on next Thursday. I'm so glad you said Thursday. I totally forgot it was Thursday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, like I say, she's she's funny. She's like I say, she'll have a, she's got a good crack. So yeah. and she's she's gonna try and understand our accent, which will be hilarious. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be absolutely great. Um, and then obviously Sunday is the big one. Is the yep. big one. It's gonna we'll be. At- I'm I'm getting I'm getting pumped for it. I'm getting excited. So- so we're starting at nine o'clock in the morning. It is nine o'clock in the morning, isn't it? Or? Ten. 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 I'll, I'll probably be. I'll, 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 don't, yeah, you, be don't, you take, don't you take that fucking hour away. I'm going out in the night before. <laughs> no, well, to be fair, to be fair, I'll probably be starting a bit early, getting everything set up for it. Hopefully, like I say, one. I'll be with you. I'll be there. And then, um, like I say, lovely Charlotte and Kev is starting us off. So they've got Yay. their pick, and they're going to, like I say, have an hour of fun with us. Then we've got, like, see a lot of people joining us, a few I new know. people, uh, some people that's already been on the podcast. And when we're finishing off again, uh, hopefully, if we're still still talking to each other by the end, uh, <laughs> we'll have. This uh, is going to be a, this is going to be a true testament of our <laughs> podcast relationship. Really, is <laughs> can can we do twelve hours staring at each other through a camera? <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't got sick of us yet so uh, like I say if you were going to get pissed off at us oh, by now you've been it would have a long time I was going to say you've been in my life since I was like 18 so do you know what I mean it's been long enough <laughs> yeah 
Yep. And just to get a plug in as well, uh, Charlotte's running the boot club. Yes, Do you want to give club. us a little bit? Tell did, us a little bit more about that. Did you notice last week? Did you notice last week? I got it in there. I did. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, yeah. So we have a sort of spin-off from the main Facebook page, which is the Nerdy Up North Boot Club. Uh, we're coming to the end of this month. Um, I think we're planning on meeting around about the 29th. Uh, there's loads of links for it in the Facebook page. Go have a look if you read um, different book each month. We're trying to, it's only been going a couple of months, so we're trying to sort of get as much in, like interest as possible. Um, give it a look. Tell me what you think. Tell me what could, we could be doing differently. Tell me what you're reading. Um, yeah, come joined, have a chat. I've, I've not joined the, the, I've not read the book because I'm reading um, Game of Thrones at the moment, so it's taken up all my time. But I'm more than happy to jump on on Monday if you just want just to jump on with you is, if it's, is it um, the 29th? Yeah, we're still finalising dates at the minute. We're all going to... No worries. Just let us know. Couple of, yeah. I'm, so, actually off, yeah I'm actually off that day because I took the day off because, fuck, I'm talking for 12 hours. I'm not <laughs> going to go and do another 10 hours at work. Um, so, yeah, I'm more than happy to jump on that one and because and, it'd be interesting to, to know about the book. So And I'm a, I'm a book reader and I love talking to people about reading. So I'll come and join you. Just let me know the, the deets of that. Brilliant. And if you've enjoyed this episode, get on the Facebook group, Nerdy Up North Community. It has some great crack, some, uh, like I say, decent conversations. And like I say, the main maestro, Kev, shares a lot of uh, weird and wonderful stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, also, as well, we're on Instagram. Um, like I say, just Nerdy Up North, just normally sharing stuff I'm stealing from Kev. So that that's normally the, the gist <laughs> of that. Um, it's, the purpose. <laughs> it's amazing no, how a, it's amazing how a Facebook group can have a conversation over a meme. <laughs> <laughs> it blows my mind. Also, um, like I say, follow us on YouTube. Please subscribe. Like I say, to search Nerdy Up North. Uh, one uh, on there, uh, Spotify, iTunes, and also Amazon Music. The episode will be live probably in a de- uh, probably by tomorrow. Um, Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've, I've, awesome. I've laughed. Um, like I say, I probably Thank pushed you. me luck too far, so I do apologise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nobody's stuck off in a half. That's true. Anything, that is true. Cool. Anything else we want to get out before, you, before we wrap up? Just another shameless plug for the book club. <laughs> <laughs> book club, book club, book club. I didn't tell him to say that, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Eva, thank you so much for coming to join us like I know it's like a lot like we I don't think we have a time limit on this anymore do we because I yeah. always I remember when you first came on you're like so how long is it we're like well you're only about an hour and a bit yeah we're gonna be like two and a half hours in and it could have gone longer <laughs> yeah. to be fair so, I think last I think last week's proved when it was over two hours and people are still watching so people again. are still yeah. watching exactly and that was like not just the views from the live that was afterwards as well so we're clearly interested, Paul. We've clearly got something, some crackdown about us. <laughs> I mean, I've got about another 30 90s films if you want to carry on. <laughs> I'm going to uh... say no because I am fucking starving. I didn't eat before we came on here and I am so hungry. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, guys, uh, catch us um, soon. So, Sam, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for putting up with us. But uh, same back time, same back channel. Day and early, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs>